Where, oh, where did my parody go? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? He's somewhere down in California. Why would he go there? Nobody wants to go to California. That's why everybody's leaving. That was so bad. Just the that first was. part. At least the first part was catchy. <laughs> You know. Let's do it again. No. <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So be it. You don't want to. I'll bring you in by force! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, for all you guys that don't know, this is Hazelnut. Hazelnut has a podcast, it has a name, but I'm going to let him spell it out for you. Is she forgotten? Um, Get well, I haven't forgotten, but Gator usually like sends me like a you, big script. he forgets, he, he doesn't remember where you're from, that's why he's passing wow. it over to you secretly. <laughs> wow, no, no, he gives me like this like document that's like we're two dads and yada yada, oh, yada okay. about mm-hmm. all of that. So, no, I know our podcast. I was literally downcast. just on his show, stupid. Yeah, but you've I'm uh, aware, memory of a goldfish. Okay, first of all, I would normally agree, but realistically, uh, scientists have just come out to say that goldfish have a longer memory than what we thought they did, and we're slandering them. So, perhaps probably shouldn't say that anymore. Well, you have a couple more seconds than normal. Well done. <laughs> it's actually, I think, up to three weeks now, I think is what they said. Two or three weeks. Well, it was longer than three weeks that you've been on that show. <laughs> so, you've completely forgotten. <laughs> oh, gunning down gas. Okay, to be fair. <laughs> All right, full disclosure, I did forget, and then when I went to look for him, I saw his name, and it had his podcast associated with it. So, (laughs) at the time that I told him to introduce his podcast, I did know what it was. Now, for that, we're not talking about (laughs) That's awesome. But, yeah, so, um, basically, it's Guardian Downcast, and we are two dads who talk about anything and everything in the destiny universe and um, get no community members along the way. And we do like an in-depth interview and that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And try to have some fun and some laughs and that kind of thing. So dude, (laughs) we've gone for like what, three or four hours and hardly got anything done in all that time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, you have the illustrious, um, distinction to basically ruin our format that we do but gator <laughs> still managed to make it like and fit everything together so it seemed like it was all meant to be that way mm, i take that as a badge of pride thank you sir <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome can't stop the music man she can't stop the music so welcome to the show everybody as um respawn has already introduced our co-host because he's a co-host this week he's not a guest he's a co-host we've dragged Ooh. him in We've dragged him in to replace Parody because he has a voice that is smooth and silky, just like Parody. He's also a wingman for the Hunter Master Rager. 
Yeah, he so. is. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> he's all right. He's whatever. I can feel now, the just world. just checking. What class do you play? Not that we actually care. Um. Well, I've been maining a hunter since Beyond Light came out. Oh yeah. So it's two before hunters and that, a titan this week. Yeah, but before yeah. that, what were you? Before you I was made the hunter, yeah, titan all the way. That's the important part. He was a titan, and then he saw the light. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I've actually yeah, forgotten how happened. to play titan. See? Well, actually, it's really easy. You have two keys. You have your W key and then your melee button. And that's basically <laughs> it, right? Some of them get a little fancy, and they'll pull out a shotgun every now and again. But it's mainly just the W key and the melee button. Well, that's seemed to change, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, the shotgun part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's not affecting slugs, so maybe it won't. Maybe. I'm curious to see how it's going to affect shot package. Well, it's going to increase the package of shot package by, what, 0.6%? I guess. Yeah, the uh, spread. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, though, I mean, Felwitch's Light is going to be affected. Now, is it going to be affected enough for it to lose momentum? I don't know. Oh, that's such a be Look at this thing. Is that not one of the coolest colors? Look at that. That's pretty cool. Sorry, I, the game just gave me a new emblem called Unified Front, and it's very burnt metal-ish looking. Can, can Lovely. Yeah. So we, we've got no time to waste this week, guys. We've got so uh, much information uh -huh. to tell the peoples. Do we? We do. That's why I've, I, I've I... drafted in Hazel, because I know how much I can rely on you to help me out. Wow! I, like, I even said to you before we started the show, we've got 12 uh -huh. pages to go through on a yeah. Word document, and you went, yeah. have we? And I sent it to you last night. So no, I didn't, obviously... I didn't say have we. I said that's weird. The 12 wasn't even that long. That is what I said, sir. 12 pages of notes to go through. Really? I sent them to you last night. Yeah, I didn't read them though. Which means that you haven't even looked at the document. You've assumed that the TWAB is in the document, but the TWAB is separate from the document. Doesn't matter. Look, does matter. I have the document. The document but... will be read when, the doc when I'm told to read said document. Uh, well, okay. you've got it open then. It is open right now. Good. Episode 128. So we can get into next week in Destiny. We can get into next week in Destiny. <laughs> so we have Solstice of Heroes beginning. Yep, and the Master Difficulty for the Vault of Glass raid goes live. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. 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 I thought you were continuing. Uh, You're not continuing? Okay. Uh, Nightfall boost will be live with the Fallen Saber Nightfall. Momentum Control will be live in the Crucible. And I can Dismiss. tell you all about momentum control. <laughs> I bet you can. Delightful! So, momentum control, for those people that don't know what momentum control is, it's like regular control. The point of the mode is to capture zones by standing on them. The more zones you control, the more points you get for each kill. The only major change to the core game mode in momentum is that zone captures much faster and grant even more points per kill. So you can expect zones to turn over much more frequently than usual. Not only that, but respawns are instant in this mode. That means you won't have to wait a few seconds to come back after you die like normal. Also, momentum, your radar is disabled, so you might have to play a bit more aggressively than you usually have to. 
Momentum's main draw is that all weapon damage is increased. So scout rifles are kind of king for this. And that's momentum control. You know, um, I was watching some videos and, you know, it started with Astacross and then with the Fallout, you know, they all have their tips and tricks for the new for the new uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls, right? And then there was this one guy, he took it, this meme is from something else, but he incorporated it into his video, right? And it said, um, yeah, you know how, you know, everything up to the Grandmaster Nightfall is set to easy mode, right? Well, Grandmaster Nightfall has a new mode, and the new mode is called... And it just has, like, this big animated Dark Souls character pointing down at the character. And I was just like, that's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> it's it's not easy. These these Nightfalls this season have just not been very Grandmaster friendly, I gotta say. And then you got a bunch of guides here, too. I see Glassway for hang Grandmaster on, Nightfall calm, Guide. Calm and then a Fallen down. Saber Guide. And then an Inside Terminus Guide. Calm yourself and then an No, I'm reading, sir. No, stop the reading. No. You told me to stop. read, I'm reading. Yeah, no, 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 run, run, stop. <laughs> run or stop. You can't tell run. me to run and stop. I said it's run. The other. Run, run Burgundy, stop. Oh, run. Stop reading the teleprompter. See, now, if you, if you would just, you know, not have a British accent, I can understand the difference between run and run. <laughs> right? So, yes, as, as Respawn has continued reading, we have the above... Um, Grandmaster Nightfall guides. So he tells me not to read it. So no, no, but I'm just explaining. Son of a biscuit. That the YouTuber above has done these guides on the Grandmasters, and each week that they come up, he does an updated version of them, which I then update in our show notes, and they are, will be there in the links at the bottom there. So you have. Oh, his name is above. His name is above. Oh, we need to clarify that because you said the YouTuber above. And I'm looking above where you have this written, and there's just the next week of destiny. I'm thinking his name was like somewhere above these notes. No, no, his name, the name the YouTuber goes by, the YouTuber's name, the name specifically picked out by this YouTuber, is called above. Thank right? you for clarifying that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's updated his Glassway one. He's updated his Insight Terminus one. There'll probably be an updated Fallen Saber. And the reason I'm updating them is when they all go live i think it's august uh beginning of august when you can then select them you'll then be able to look at the guides and go right i can go through that one and and see which is the best loadout for me plus there's a few little tips and tricks at the bottom there from there's all the players had the insight terminus boss and enemy spawns so when you're in that huge circular room with cargan there you can time it so that you can get the enemies to come out and generate more um, super and more points towards getting like 100k so there is a way of doing that if you're not just doing the grandmaster version of it and also cheese forever had a couple of videos that parody pointed out last week of going underneath the map in the glass way to actually kill the boss and the wyvern so that you don't die and you can use that in the grandmaster so that was helpful and then following on from that we have our lost sector guides for this week our 1310s so monday at reset we have the evacuation site on the edz which will be giving you your gauntlets and legionless has got you for, covered for that tuesday the 6th we have the exodus gardens 2a which is on the cosmodrome which will be your chests and that's a bontis wednesday the 7th which is bungee day so look out for a free emblem i believe bungee said in a tweet last week from dmg that there's going to be a free emblem available that was the spicy ramen one wasn't it guys yes uh yeah 
Yeah, the spicy ramen. So don't yeah. buy it. If you see somebody out there trying to sell it, don't buy it. It's going to be for free. Just Hopefully oh. it'll be an in-game message. Just go to the ramen shop and pick this up or something. Or go to a vendor. Yeah. Hopefully that would be what yeah. happened. So, so keep an eye out on Wednesday. So that will be the Vels Labyrinth on the Cosmodrome. That would be Helmets. And Ibontas has got a video for you for that. Thursday the 8th is the Empty Tank Tangled Shore Lost Sector, which will be your legs again. We have Friday the 9th, which will be your logistics on the moon, and that would be gauntlets. And then PV Shifty on the moon with K1 Communion uh, is your chests. And Ibontis awesome. with the moon, K1 com- three quarters will be your helmets for the week. So that's Monday to Sunday guides for you. If you're searching for any of the new Beyond Light armor pieces or the exotics. Mm-hmm. Have you guys got all of these yet? For your characters or... I've got all of them for one very important character. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah, I've got everything for all three characters. What about you? I haven't. Funny what? enough, I haven't. No, wait, hold on. what? You, you know haven't. the no the the Titan helmet. You know that one that looks like smashed China. I haven't even mm-hmm. bothered to go and get that. There's no point. I don't even play trials. There is no point for me to go and get that. That exotic. is the best looking helmet you have. No, no, my best exotic is the insurmountable skull fort, and I have various different. It's the best looking. Yeah, I have various different ornaments for it, so I, I can crush you looking various different looks. With the same helmet, just different looks. Yeah, same helmet. Every time I, I, I you know, I Titan smash you, I can have a different look. I really wish they. I mean, if they're already changing exotic perks, then they should change that exotic perk on that helmet to not give you your. Full melee back every time you get a kill with it. Such a stupid cycle. It's blasphemous. Stupid titans. So stupid... also, next week for your Eververse calendar, there are a few things that are redacted in the database, so they won't go live until the game gets updated on... I think it's, it's just before reset there's going to be a, a patch update because we had the uh, background maintenance this week just gone. So there'll be a patch going live just before... We cross over into the Solstice of Heroes. So there's a couple of things that are redacted in the database. But I can tell you that the Cabana shell, which is a Solstice ghost shell, will be available for some bright dust next week at 2,850 bright dust. And this is the one with the little uh, hat on it, the like beach straw hat kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Then we have the Silly Handshake emote. And that's a multiplayer emote for 1,250 Bright Dust. There's the shocking entrance transmat effect. And then another redacted item. Catching Rays, which will be your emote, is an exotic emote with 3,250 Bright Dust. And this is a guardian with a one of those metal sunshades in its face catching some rays. And that I believe, again, that was a Solstice one. So because it was a previous Solstice one, they are probably bringing most of those items back. So those are available in the database to see that's available, but the new stuff is is not. So there's going to be one new item, it looks like, in the API that's going to go live. Uh, the Arcphilion Pitch, which is another ghost shell. It looks like a football to me, to be honest. Um, it's blue and white. You Maybe then have... Is. Huh? Maybe it is. Maybe I mean, it, it says is. pitch, right? I mean, don't you pitch a football? <laughs> Hmm? No. Uh, you have Irana's Grace, which is your exotic sparrow. Look, looks pretty cool. It's gold. And it's got like blue lightning effects. It looks like over the top of it. Pretty cool. 
you have the Thunderwing Legendary Ship. You have the Twisty Dance. Then you have the Raging Le Raging Lepus, which is your ornament for your Jade Rabbit, and that's 1,250 Bright Dust. And you have your Beach Ball Projection for your Ghost, which is 500 Bright Dust. So that's your Eververse for next week. And for those that are still awake, basically a lot of Eververse items coming Solstice related. Yeah, the other. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell people what our weekly challenges are for week nine? Uh, yes. Elemental armaments. That is, defeat targets with different types of elemental weapons. We also have the Path of the Scribe, which, contrary to what you think, it is not you just writing a whole bunch of stuff for an essay. It's scan the Elixney Scribe recordings in the Elixney Quarter of the Last City. Um, week 9 also has Elixney Ally 3. Armory-wide calibration. Calibration, bleh. Calibrate kinetic energy and power weapons. Bonus weapons, progress against champions. And elemental splicing. Complete the strikes as each elemental subclass. And that'll do it for you. There you go, buddy. So that <laughs> part of the scribe is no. the part no. is the part no. where people have been talking about for several weeks now, isn't it? That you can so. go to the Elixni quarter on the um, helm. And behind the bars, there's been these little data pads. Mm -hmm. And some people were thinking that maybe it was an exotic mission. Maybe it was a secret mission. It just looks like it's we've got to just got to go there and scan them. Just maybe there's more to it. Just data pads. That's all. That's the thing. Just data pads. Yeah, maybe they're adding a couple stuff. more. Something like that. Yeah. Well, in one of the images, I think I heard, I think it was Astacross or somebody talking about that there was images of Vex in that arena. And I think when we started the season and we were looking into spoilers for it, there was it what it looked like a, to be a mission on in that area fighting Vex. So that might be this week coming up or it might be the last week because I think we've got one more week of challenges after this. And then we've just got the 10 weeks done and then you've got the rest of the season to then finish off whatever you've got in your challenges oh, I see I've got a couple of reminders here for people no, so you don't. yes I have no you don't okay thank you now uh we'll be gone <laughs> I've got a reminder start using your vanguard tokens up before the end of the season i'm starting oh. this early to remind people because you may have built up quite a few with zavala and the system is going to change in season 15 so it's going to be very similar to how the gambit and the crucible one is that you can just go to the the vendor and just click on the engram um, and don't forget to click on those engrams before the end of the season because even though i think i've got like 40 sitting there at the crucible one if you don't collect them they just disappear at the start of the season because it goes back to zero so just make sure that you're doing, making sure you're checking all your vendors and especially spend your tokens at the Vanguard. Also, something I found out this week, and I've now hit 1320 on my Titan. And what I found is that I could pull Umbral Engrams that I'd saved on my old season pass onto my character and they would drop at 1320 rather than coming in at 1310. So it just gave me a few extra items that I could then invest into other weapons or armor that I'd kind of... Pulled. But what I also did find out is if you take the 1320 Umbral Engrams to the decoder and try and focus them so that you, I think I was looking for an energy weapon 
And I've tried to focus it as one of the future Walcott ones, and it dropped it back down to 1310. So don't <laughs> do that. Yeah. Don't focus. Just get, don't focus. But, you know, it's, it's something handy to find out. Also, this week in the expunge mission, did you know there is a cheese spot? I haven't seen anybody put this no, out there in a video yet. Currently. Okay. Funny, funny story. I got all the way through to near enough the, f- the final boss. Really and funny. there is a rally flag just before you go through the, the final portal. And I thought, okay, if there's a rally flag, I'll swap and maybe I need like rockets or something. And I stood, put the flag down, went into my inventory to swap over to a rocket from a sword. And I got blasted off the map by one of those things that's in the wall. And I died, so my flawless run had kind of gone out the window at that point. But I just thought it would make people aware that when you plant the flag, just be careful. There's one of those black things that's on the wall that just pushes you off the edge of the map. Guardian down. So, yeah, so just be careful. You're not very hidden. <laughs> well, I wasn't looking for it. I saw the flag point, put the flag down, then went inf- into my inventory without even kind of checking around my surroundings. I'd killed everything in the room. It was just one of them wall blast things. So but yeah. situation awareness is not your strong point. Gotcha. No. So in the final area of the boss area, you've kind of oh. got these the little crystals that you can shoot to bring up the walls in front of you to stop Quarrier from killing you. And okay. what I did was I found I had a dead man's tail with uh, Vorpal on it, which was pretty cool. And if you put on, um, I think it's the anti-barrier one, the triangle one, that shoots through barriers for mm-hmm. scout rifles, and you've got a Vorpal weapon, which is a scout rifle, you can shoot through Coria's barriers without worrying about those. I think she's got like two different shields that go around. One's a, a Vex one and one's a, a Taken one. You can shoot straight through those and just damage her. And I found that you can do that in most of the expunge missions. If you have the anti-barrier and a, like the anti-barrier weapon, you can just shoot through the shields. Like there was one with a, a Vex... Um, Almost like the name anti-barrier tells you something, huh? Weird. Yeah, but you wouldn't think that they go through those barriers, those normally. They're not champions, they're, they're bosses, yeah. Yeah, and, also, and they go what, through what every barrier that's not the whole invulnerable ones, up yes, to but... and including the Hydra shields that's yes. been around okay. there. Yeah. Also, and if you've got that on, it shoots through the Vex that are snipers, you know the ones that, that have the that kind of crouch over and put that big flame around them to kind of bring back some yeah, of their shield. The goblins. The yeah. goblins, yes. that's the ones. Again, you can shoot straight through those. Anti-barrier. You can shoot through those with anti-barrier. Okay, I'm just telling people. Other did people you, might not. No, I'm, I'm actually a little shocked. Is Did you just recently find out about this? Or are no, you just I'm, sharing it? I'm just sharing it. Well, okay. I'll be honest about it. Um, do you know what I found out about anti-barrier? It what actually shoots out? through the cabal shields, too. Yep. Every shield. And the high shields as well. You know, the, the big knights that put up their shields go through those as well. Yep. So for all those that are listening, anti-barrier means anti-shield. And anti-shield <laughs> means anti-shield. Yes. But you would have thought it's just... No! Just you would champions. not have thought because it's anti-barrier. It's a it champion say, mod. It's a it champion doesn't, mod. It doesn't happen, say okay. only is champion barriers does it? Don't pretend like you've known this from day one because you <laughs> haven't I shared have it. Them. I legitimately have. Well, you haven't shared it with people. It says anti-barrier, dude. Right. Okay. I think I'm just... common sense would kick in at some point. Well, I'm telling people if they don't know. Okay. So bear that in mind that you can shoot through the shield with the anti-barriers. So what I found is that 
after taking Coria down a certain amount of times, you then have two kind of Vex that are either side of you that you then have to take balls to dunk on certain points on the other side of the map. And there are Grav Cannons on the other side of the map. So once you've kind of taken <laughs> out... No, th these ones are all right. They don't work. I'm not worried about these ones. They didn't. They haven't killed me. Yes. So once I kind of, once I dunked the balls, I then went back to the the start area where, where Coria was and kind of hid behind the wall, and then slowly took out both both of these um, Vex Minotaurs or whatever they are. They're, they're giant ones. Once that happened, Coria then sends these huge blocks of red. Um, yeah. barriers after you and it's like literally a one hit kill so she kills you instantly what i found is rather than kind of waiting for her to do that and trying to dodge that i ran around the map and the if you're when you first drop it into quarrier if you go to the left and follow the, the path around to the left and you go to the grav cannon on the left you can duck behind where you have to dunk the ball there is a gap in the wall that is like minutely thin that I shot through and I killed her without her sending any of those barriers towards me. And Dude, it was that's just useful information. It right was there. very, it was very cheesy. And I did record it this week. Um, but it was uh, the recording that I've got uh, is the mission where I died, where I got blasted off the end of that. And then I thought, well, okay, what do I get if I do it solo and flawless? And if you do so, yeah, you, if you do it flawless, so you could do it with the team, you get the, there's an exotic ghost shell, the Nero, Nero Zero uh, ghost shell. And if you do it flawless and solo, you just get a uh, 10 triumph score. But it's worth doing it. I then went back and I did it on my phone. So I was, I had my phone <laughs> and I, I was controlling my Xbox uh, with my controller and I managed to solo flawless it on my phone on an iPhone uh, 12 Pro, whatever it is, Max. So it was that size screen, and I was able to flawless it. So if I can do it on a phone, you can do it on a normal TV screen or monitor. That did that what? sound like multiple different flexes to you, uh, Hazel? Um, just a couple of them, yeah. Okay, but, um... I just want to make sure that I'm not the only one that heard them. But um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. He said that and all I thought of was Gator going like, yeah, no, I'm never going to be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's It was once I found the cheese spot for Quarrier and hiding behind this block and just like shooting through the gap. It was so easy because she she was spawning enemies that couldn't hit me because I was so far away from her and the other enemies. And she wasn't sending out the blocks because she was kind of sideways on. So she couldn't kind of target me which was quite nice and i could see this little slither of an arm that i was just shooting through and i barely had enough ammo but yeah got it done pretty cool so yeah it's worth doing thanks i'm gonna have to try this in a little bit uh so, so yeah warning anyway warning, warning. for spoilers Spoiler. if, people, if people don't really want to know any information this is spoilers technically i mean if you've been around for the last couple of years in Destiny, then you know what Solstice of Heroes is, Moments of Triumph, which aren't coming back at the moment. Um, so just warning going forward. And I believe Arf warned us last week, didn't he? With his lore. Yes. Grandma Stranger Danger. She's Grandma back. Stranger Danger. Now, this was Arf's theory, wasn't it, last week, that Arf it wasn't Osiris. Yeah. It wasn't Osiris. And just it just happens to be Solstice of Heroes and Grandma Stranger Danger is coming back into the tower. 
how amazing is that? You know, just so fortunate for her to kind of come at the end of us defeating Quarrier. Such a coincidence there. Yeah. So yeah. maybe Arf's right. I mean, Wolf. I mean, he could be right. A lot of people could technically be right. You know, Look, we're on Team Arf until think, we're not on Team Arf. I don't think. I don't think it's right though, because I mean, it's too. It, it. It. It's too obvious. It fits in a box because people don't like her, and people want her to be, you know, the evil lady that looks Look, like old lady. Last time, she... it does make sense because last time. They were talking about walking sense, in the city that, that's was the when she turned up at Christmas. It's obvious. And now it's right? come to the end of the, the Endless Night because in the trailer for the Solstice, there's no none of them blights in the tower. It's just a nice statue. And she happens to be back. Such a coincidence. Look, I'm not saying it's not a coincidence. I'm saying it's too much of a coincidence. It's like when you're a detective and you go to a crime scene and the killer has all but told you their name, you know? It's fishy, dude. It's, no, it's never been playing, that clean. They've been playing with us, making us think that it might be Osiris. Bungie have been playing with us, Bungie, haven't they? yeah. Like, toying I mean, with the idea that it could be Osiris all this time. Yeah, I think they've been doing more than playing with the idea. Mm. Yeah. So what are you? You grandma Stranger Danger or are you Osiris Stranger Danger? Not so Stranger Danger. Osiris Danger. Uh, I'm Osiris Danger. Are you? Yeah. It seems too on the nose, but I mean, it just, you know, as an unofficial member of, uh, you know, Two Titans and a Hunter, I, I'm i not Team Arf on this moment. <laughs> I'm not Team Arf either. I think it's... Yes, we I, are. I think they, we're united. No. We are. We are <laughs> until not. we're not. We no. Are. You Titans can be as united as you want, but uh, I'm a rebel. He's a hunter. A you should unite with him. Yeah. You sound like Gator, actually. You know, we're Team Arf until we're not. And then yeah. we're going to be Team, you know, everybody else besides whoever makes No, sense. we're dumping him after that. If he gets it wrong, that's it. He's dumped. He's off the show. <laughs> He's kicked. We can't have a law scribe telling people the wrong information, can we? He His job is on the line. He, he made a prediction. His job's on the line. That's it. Uh, anyway. I don't... I don't remember that being a part of the clause. And also, <laughs> I never said he was officially on the team. I'm still no, debating I that. I know you are. Yeah. So the, for the previous years, we've had moments of triumph alongside Solstice of Heroes, but not this year. Um, mm. But this is probably due to the delay with the Witch Queen uh, going push back to the 2022. So season 15, we might get moments of triumph. And this is basically a celebration of what we've done throughout the year. You There's triumphs to get you go have to go and do various different things like complete raids and last year is when we had to do a lot of moments of triumph stuff they then took away a lot of stuff and stuck it in the vault so there was a lot of emblems and shaders and things flying around for completing various different things but you don't have to worry about that just yet because that's hopefully coming season 15 um i'm only saying that because you know two years ago it happened with shadow keep they kind of delayed it and extended moments of triumph for when shadow keep was delayed so Solstice of Heroes is a grand tradition amongst Guardians. It's a chance for us all to reflect on past hardships and celebrate the resilience of humanity's foremost defenders. And there are participation requirements, guys. Yeah. To participate in the festival, players must meet the following requirements. Escape the Cosmodrome. Haven't we already done that like many times? And unlock times. the tower. Yes, but if you're a new Guardian, imagine if you picked oh. this up last week. Oh, you're starting from the... Okay, gotcha. Oh, I wondered. I wondered about that requirement. I was like, do we have to kill Shahan? Shahan? 
Kimmy to do that? Well, he is kind of useless. And and the one exotic he picks is the claws of Ahamkara. Like, when was the last time you saw a hunter use those? Realistically. Increasable. You know? long t- yeah, there's a few of them. I don't think Shaohan would make it very far in the Crucible. So once new players have met the above requirements, they can speak to Eva Levante in the Tower Courtyard to receive a quest for their first piece of Solstice armor. Please note, players who are new to Destiny should also review our Destiny 2 new player guide. And I haven't taken a look at that, but I'm guessing that they did say they were going to keep updating it, so hopefully they have. I will link it in the show notes if you are new. We're going to tell you to go look at a thing that we have no idea what it says. I well, no, love it. The last time Parody and I actually looked at it, it was okay, but it still needed kind of refining. And Bungie did acknowledge that they were going to keep tuning the new player guide so that it was kind of up to date and relevant. So hopefully they've they've kept their word on that. I don't have all the time in the world to check everything that Bungie does. We are returning to the EAZ, the European Aerial Zone. So this is a zone that we've had for the last three, four years now. Mm. which is based in the, I can't remember where it was now. It was the, it was a floating island off the, is it the Whispering Cove or something? In the, I think so. EDC? That sounds familiar, Whispering Cove, yeah. Something like that. The island is floating, there's a bunch of rocks yeah. on the island that you are can't also get floating. To, you can't get to the island from the EDZ. They say Jump it's there. Things. Yeah, it's just, it's just up there. It, yeah, no, it's there, it's just up there eh, yeah eh, eh, yeah join high flying te- high flying fire teams as you saw across the european aerial zone in search of glory and treasure the sky's the limit on how many bosses you defeat and how many caches you will unlock well the sky and the clock make haste guardians the european aerial zone or eaz for short is a three player match-made activity that tasks players with navigating a floating island of the european dead zone to defeat bosses and loot caches for solstice packages, solstice key fragments, and the more bosses that you defeat, the more caches you'll earn. So this year we have a chance at getting the Compass Rose shotgun. And you can right after sol- they nerf shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> solstice key fragments can be used to unlock solstice packages to earn armor, weapons, materials, and solstice gear, and rerolls of the new Compass Rose shotgun. So let's stop and talk about that for a second. Like, we... We make fun of, I think justifiably enough, Bungie, because it honestly feels like they don't think 90% of the time, right? We have a shotgun nerf that's about to come out. Now, granted, the Compass Rose might be a slug shotgun. And if it is, disregard everything I'm about to say. But if it's not, then how the... Are you going to give a shotgun as a reward for an event very shortly before you nerf all those shotguns? You know, why? Why? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It looks like it's actually going to be one of those fast-firing ones, like the Wishbringer. Yeah. uh, It could be an amazing PvE one, seeing as it's a PvE activity that we're going into. Exactly. Well, I mean... They do have a tendency to do that now. They do say to curate the, the weapons towards what we're actually getting them in. Uh, I guess we would have to see the unique perk that comes with it or whatever, right? Damn. Yeah. Players may launch directly into the EAZ from the tower by interacting with the mission totem next to Evil Avante or from the launch node in the tower viewer map. So become more powerful. Each day the event will feature one of three elemental types, solar arc and void. 
possibly stasis. They haven't actually said there's going to be stasis, but I, I doubt it. I think it's it's mainly just solar arc and void. That would suck because I think stasis in that particular mode would be awesome. Yeah. The problem is that we haven't got enough stasis weapons yet. We've only got the one stasis or two stasis weapons, haven't we? Two? Well, elemental. Oh, yeah. 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 So each day, uh, you can use your subclass and weapon damage types corresponding to the daily featured element to defeat enemies and generate elemental orbs. This is a new note, by the way, guys. During Prism Elemental Days, the elemental empowerment gained from collecting elemental orbs will match your current equipped subclass. So basically, when you get an elemental kill, either using your subclass or the energy or heavy weapon, it drops an orb of power on the floor. And these are curated to whatever element you are running or whatever element you shoot them in. But there'll be a specific element that empowers you. They give you a buff, basically, when you run That's over it. the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that aspect. So picking up the orbs will let you complete objectives to upgrade your armor. Mm. Because you have to do that this year. Yeah. Uh, as every year. You can create whatever orbs that you need to for the objective you are working on to achieve. And you can also collect 30 orbs that match the daily element to apply an elemental buff for a brief time. Would you like to run us through the, the buffs, one of you? Alright. Uh, solar elemental buff. Equip your solar subclass and weapons to generate solar orbs. Then, collect them to wield their solar elemental power. While empowered, guardians emit a burning wave of energy that damages anything around them. Your void elemental buff. Equip your void subclass and weapons to generate void orbs. Then, collect them to wield their void elemental power. Crouch while empowered to become invisible and gain true sight. Plus, Enhanced ability regeneration. For all of those that are jealous of the hunter true sight in the crucible, this is your chance. So Titans, Warlocks, you can finally understand what it's like to be part of the master race that is hunters. Arc Elemental Buff. Equip your arc subclass and weapons to generate arc orbs. Then collect them to wield their arc elemental power. While empowered, guardians move with enhanced speed and deal greater melee and sword damage for anybody who wants to play at being a Titan. These effects will last for a short time or until you are defeated by your enemies. Have no fear. These buffs were not active in competitive or Gambit Prime in the last few years. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, competitive, no, but regular PvP they were, right? I believe so. I think they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember. I mean, Bungie haven't said anything this year. And uh, as I said, these are kind of the notes that we've I've kind of carried on from the last couple of years. And from the first year that we kind of gave out, gave out this information, it was pretty much a few tweaks here and there for last year's, and I think it's probably going to be the same for this year. Hazel, I know you haven't done much talking yet. Would you like to take us through the next bit? Sure, yeah. Do Thank it, you. do it, do so, it, do event. it. So, Ava and Ikora have created this ritual for you to hone your skills and take full advantage of the new elemental buffs. You will be going to an um, entirely new area called the European Aerial Zone, affectionately referred to as the EAZ, to take on Hive, Cabal, or Fallen Enemies. Um, real quick, I did want to just ask this. Mm -hmm. So with the new tweaks that they've done, like the past two seasons to like basically like semi-horde mode and enemy density, do you think they're going to increase enemy density in here? Oh, yeah. 
They have to. To accommodate for Guardian I mean, power. They'd have to, though. I think it, it depends, doesn't it? Because the idea was that you had to go and hunt the enemies rather than kind of destroy all the little minions. But maybe in that area they could just do like 50 or 60 enemies like they've been giving, like throwing at us. Hmm. I, I doubt know. it. I doubt it. I think, I think, I think it's just going to be copy and paste from the last copy couple and of years. Paste. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. But I'm really excited to do this, though, this season. So um, this is a three-player match-made activity that can be launched from the tower or the director. And your goal will be to defeat as many mini-bosses as possible before time expires. When your time runs out, you will face off against a final boss. Once the boss is defeated, you will set out across the EAZ in search of treasure chests. The more mini-bosses you defeat, the more treasure will await you. The chests contain solstice packages that you can open with the solstice key fragments earned by completing any activity during the solstice of heroes. Consider them similar to Essence of Dawn. So basically you kill your boss, you get a key, or you kill a mini boss, you get a key, and then you can open as many chests as you can find through the EAZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's as many mini bosses that you kill that the chests then spawn around the map, don't they? And then yep. you, it's literally I think you have like 15, 20 seconds to run around the map, isn't it? Something it's really short, or is it about yeah, a minute? Like, yeah, like 35 seconds or some crazy amount. So make sure you guys put on your expert tracker for 75 meter. Um it doesn't work. Doesn't work in that mode. What are you talking well, about? Doesn't last work? last year it didn't work. It worked the the first year, I think. No. Yeah. I swear. Because uh, I, as I, I remember we're using it like the first time like that we did this. I remember you wanted to use it. Last year it didn't work and the year before it didn't work, I swear. Oh, son of a as as odd as this is, I I gotta take his side on this. It it doesn't work. Well, I'm gonna try it anyway. <laughs> oh, you, you, you can try it. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe it hadn't worked. Doesn't and hadn't are two separate things. <laughs> I'm gonna try it and see. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I waste a mod slot for you know what, <laughs> 500 glimmer. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I, I wish it does work, but then that would give hunters an unfair advantage over everybody else. That's why they disabled it. What? Hunters are the only on the only class that can get that. Is what I'm saying. Well, no, it's on the ghost shells now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Forget I said anything. So, for the past couple of years, we've had a quest starting with Eva Levante in the tower, and she normally gives you. Uh, a helmet to start you off and send you off into the EAZ to play it. And then you go back to her in the tower and then she gives you a, a full set of Solstice armor. And it's normally like a, a very basic set. And last year, I think it was the renewed set. And hopefully it's going to be the same idea. That's a short little quest to kind of get people involved and give them a quick run through of how to do it. So as I said, you know, you go to the tower, speak to Eva, she gave you the helmet, you go to the EAZ, you play one round of the EAZ, you come back, speak to her again, she gives you the, the full set of armour. So make sure you have got space or some kind of space available, because it is a f- kind of set of armour, it's not ornaments mm-hmm. or anything at the moment. And um, last year, if you didn't have space, there was all kinds of bugs and glitches that were happening. So yeah, I think there were. Yeah. So after you speak to her, she'll ask you to meditate next to the statue it's probably going to be the same because it has been for the last couple of years and yeah. this basically completes the objective to for the armor to upgrade itself 
Um, the last few years, uh, when you get the final form of the armor, either rewards you with an exotic ship or sparrow. This year, it looks like you get an exotic ornate ghost shell. That would be nice. Yeah, that ghost shell is really nice. Yeah. The thing is, they all look really nice, and that's the problem. And now, <laughs> I like all the I like all the ghost shells, and we've got so many ghost shells in the database and and actually in the collections. But I only run with like one or two that I just changed out the mods on now. Same. Uh, yeah. I used to have quite a few in there. when we couldn't kind of delete them and we had to keep them. I had loads in my my vault, but now thankfully we have collections. I just have the. It's not the one that you got from the soul, uh, from the Guardian Games, but there is a there's a shell which has a snake wrapped around it, like very tightly coiled around it, not like the the Guardian Games one where it like kind of hangs yeah, off or whatever. What yeah. So I've just been rocking that for everything, <laughs> you know, because like yeah. they they give into so many, and don't get me wrong, it's better to have too much than not enough, but at the same time. Hey, I got another ghost shell. Oh, I got another ghost shell. I mean, they do look pretty, and maybe one day yeah. I'll, I'll swap it out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my issue day. with them, yeah, my issue with the ghost shells is that you never see them. No, only when you're being resurrected or you're going to orbit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and other people don't really get to see them either because when they kill you. The, the kind of ghost shell goes into that little blue ball and splits apart. So it, you can't actually see its full form. So you can't run past it and go, oh, oh, they've got a nice ghost shell. I wonder where they got that from. Well, I mean, if they of... pull it out to go somewhere or they pull it out to open their yeah. inventory or whatever. Yeah, I mean, or you don't you don't pull it out for inventory disregard. But yeah, when they pull it out to go to, you know, check stuff, yeah, you can see it there. Yeah, but, but you don't again, do that in the middle of a crucible really... match, do you? No, but who really pays attention? Like, I, I'll be in a full squad with uh, all my raid guys, and I can't tell you a single ghost shell that any of them have. I thought you were going to say Not you couldn't tell us a single name of your, your raid team, but... Same. Um, uh, but we're not talking about names right now. We're talking about ghost shells. Uh... <laughs> no, and the thing is, I know them all by their gamer tags, but they all know each other by their real names. Even though they didn't start off that way, we've just played so much that they call each other by their real names. And whenever they do that, I'm like, um... And Fusco's like, damn it, respawn. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry. I can see your gamer tags. I can't see your names. I can see you talking, I, but I don't know yeah. who you're talking to. Yeah, it's like, I look, I am cursed with the definition of out of sight, out of mind, right? If I can't see it, I don't remember it. Like, full stop, 100%, I am that guy. So... Keep in mind, when you're calling each other by your real names, I have no idea who you're talking about. You know, they even call me by my name sometimes. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, my name's easy to remember. You're all like Jeff and Frank and, you know. Bob. No, not, we don't have a Bob. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just things like that. It's like you, you don't have easily rememberable name. And you're getting mad at me because I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. You have common names, but like, if if it was something unique, like a, I don't know, Jacqueline for a guy or something. I don't know. But the point is, is they're all common. I don't know who it is. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I don't know why. Hazel, would you like to tell the people how to upgrade their armor? No. I would be happy to. 
It's a trap. Don't Secretly, he says he's happy to, but he's not. He's like, how much am I getting paid for this? Yeah, you know, I didn't paid, know. By the way, I didn't know there it's was not. Paid, no, no. You know, he went well, and no, did I independent know, research but... for the past few years before you got into the <laughs> chat. No, we had this whole conversation about Mister. I don't have enough time. He went back <laughs> to the previous two years to get all this information. No, that I've you're got about this. To read. No, I've got all this stuff in documents that we we have reiterated last couple of years. So apart no. from tweaking it, you know, it took me a couple of hours just to tweak. This is great oh. information, though. This I really was, is. I was playing at the same time. So in between like Iron Banner matches, I'd like, oh, back to Iron Banner. You have an addiction, friend. Anyway, continue, Hazel. I'm sorry, he very rudely interrupted you. Nah, it's okay. But so past Solstice of Heroes armor sets needed to be upgraded from their drained, uncommon state to their renewed, which made them rare. And then completing the armor upgrade granted the majestic or legendary set. And then complete objectives to upgrade your Solstice Armor sets through three tiers. With each tier unlocking new armor, visuals, and effects. And then players can view their progress towards each armor set piece by hovering over the armor uh, in their character view. I'm so glad they added that. Right? Because I don't think it was that way originally. I think because I didn't do it last year. I I started it last year, like maybe like a week before. I was like, you know what? I'm seeing. I'm sick of seeing people with all this glowy stuff on them. I want to <laughs> get that too. And then I was like, I was trying to get through like at least one set in a week. And I'm like, yeah, yeah this isn't possible. So, um, so yeah, last year it was you you had to play through and upgrade it to the legendary set to unlock the armor glows. And it was, you could roll with solar void or arc to, mm. to glow through. But if you wanted the, I think it was the, the base, the, like... you wanted the stasis one or the white glow. You had to no, oh, Yeah. And stasis would be available when beyond light came. That was it. But if you wanted the white glow, which was the one where it showed you kind of masterwork the set, you had to go off and do the final objectives. And I think it's possibly going to be the same this year as it was last year. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. So, I mean, I'm just really glad they added that little bit of a, you know, you can just hover over it for it to tell you like what you need to do to complete the objective. Mm. So, and then progress towards armor objectives is the only, is only made when the armor is equipped. Very important that. Yes, exactly. So I know, uh, I think it was parody. Um, that kept deleting some of the armor for the uh, quest, and then it wasn't uh, just him. <laughs> not just him. And well, I think no. the other thing that people found is that once you got to, I think it was the legendary set, you could equip the legendary set on all your characters. But say you had to complete a nightfall uh, and get, I think it was two hundred thousand score. If you did that on one character, but had the items equipped on the other characters when you went onto the other characters they'd auto automatically complete as well yeah yeah auto complete as well because you'd done it on that one character but you had to make sure that you were all wearing them even though you weren't playing them all at the same time kind of thing so it's possibly going to be the thing but it was only happening once you hit the legendary the final stage of the the armor you couldn't equip all the armor pieces on all your characters and just go off and do one character and it would auto equip on all the others it which you to totally should it should well, be yeah whatever but, but bungie have made it easier this year have they 
Yes. They've said that every year, and <laughs> I've yet to see it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the objectives on the first two Solstice armor sets for each class can be only or can only be completed during Solstice of Heroes 2021. However, players may complete their final Magnificent Solstice set objectives after the conclusion of the event. Yeah. I wonder if I can still do that. You can. Uh, you can do it on the last year's ones as well. Bungie has previously acknowledged that while upgrading these sets is a fun experience, it does take a commitment of time and effort and friends. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I never finished mine. So I don't have any friends. So how do we upgrade this faster this year, Hazel? Yeah, how do we, Hazel? Yeah, so they have something called Armor Accelerators or Accelerants. What is that, you ask? Well, I have I no do. idea. <laughs> yeah. So as players complete their Solstice um, armor objectives, they will gain access to new armor accelerants from Ava. Shady grandma, according yeah. to not Arf. Um, armor accelerants will increase their uh, the progress made towards future Solstice armor objectives for the duration of the event, allowing sets to be completed faster for subsequent characters of different classes. Currently, active armor accelerants can be viewed in Ava's vendor screen. Is that new or was that I mean No, this is new. I don't remember that. New. Okay. Yeah, I was this, gonna this say, is I new mean, for this year. I last year we that. had some kind of magnet thing which we'll get onto that I did note that we did have last year as a a, a kind, kind of, of consumable but yeah the magnet things that just didn't work for ages. But there seems there's a rare armor accelerant one, rare armor accelerant two, a legendary armor accelerant one, and a legendary armor accelerant two. Yeah, I, so I don't understand basically... why blue's before green. Green should become first. It That's what just, I always thought. They should have just called it green, blue, purple, and gold, or yeah, as we have with like our weapons and armor sets. But no, they've changed it around. Or they goofed here, and then they're going to fix it on the back end. No, no. You're making the assumption that Destiny makes mistakes, and we all know that they're perfect, right, guys? Hey, real quick, I just want to say the episode that Night Demon did with his wife. She is well aware (laughs) that there are mistakes. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, and she doesn't even play the game. That's what's really sad about it. And she'll never play the game. And I don't think she even watches you play, does she? No. Yeah, sometimes she's in the room with me. Yeah, but she doesn't watch you play. I just get long sighs. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'll turn it off. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch something together instead. Yeah. So upgrading your sets. For the last couple of years, the, the sets have pretty much stayed the same with what the objectives are. And I'll run through a, a couple of examples for you. I won't go through the whole list because you'll be able to find it out. And there are a couple of videos that I will link in the show notes to kind of go through each one. But it was pretty much a carbon copy for the last couple of years of what objectives were on each armor set. They just changed the names of the armor sets. So upgrading the drained armor set last year for the Titans, you had to complete runs through the EAZ, land precision final blows and defeat Hive combatants, loot chests in the European aerial zone, complete sources of heroes bounties and defeat enemies in the EAZ whilst equipped with an ARC subclass. You had to complete adventures, Collect solar orbs in strikes and defeat opposing guardians in crucible or gambit. 
this is when we had adventures that we could pick up. So maybe they might change this to kind of lost sectors or something else different. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things that they might tweak. Cause... Well, we also have those new legendary lost sectors. Maybe that'll be included in yeah. there. You have the yeah. X number of legendary yeah. lost sectors wearing Solstice Armor. And then we, we've had several planets disappear since last year as well, which <laughs> also doesn't help. Um, complete public events on Nessus, collect void orbs in the Crucible or Gambit, and unlock Solstice packages. Complete playlist strikes, collect elemental orbs of any type uh, in any activity, and complete Crucible Gambit matches. And it was very similar to the, the Hunters were, were like defeating Fallen, whereas the Titans were Hive and the Warlocks were Cabal. Uh, but it was very much the same. I mean, you had to equip different subclasses. Uh, each of them were different. So it was better to run with a pack of Titans or a pack of Hunters or a pack of Warlocks if you're all yeah. kind of completing the same things. Um, because you do want to be generating the same orbs to kind of progress that armor quicker. And I believe, I think, as across last year, in one of his videos was talking about that it took him literally, I think eight hours to go from the base set to the legendary set. But that was just kind of purely just focused on doing the armor elements and, and getting those done. So for each character, it was like eight hours, but that was him kind of honing it down to kind of get everything done. Yeah. That that's streamer hours right there, man. Yeah. No, that, yeah. Hours. That was streamer kind of commitment. Yeah. So the Titan upgrade for the renewed set was complete gambit matches, complete elemental orbs using arc kills, solar kills, and void kills. So you had to do all different um, as a team. Defeating opposing guardians in crucible or gambit using arc weapons, and that gave you the helmet. Completing heroic public events, completing daily or weekly challenges, and defeating mini bosses in the EAZ rewarded you the gauntlets. Defeating enemies in strikes using subclasses that match arc, solar, and void. And loot chests in the EAZ defeat Fallen using subclass that matched Arc, Solar, or Void for that day. That gave you a chest. Complete bounties, collect Void Orbs in any strike, defeat enemy combatants with Solar Melee attacks, and that would give you your boots. And this is where it gets complicated. So completing patrols on IO, which isn't there now, so it might be like Europa or something, uh, collect element orbs of any type in the EAZ and defeat enemy combatants with solar weapons. And the reward was the mark. So again, it was very similar for like Hunters and Warlocks as well. It was, they kind of just changed it up with what subclass you had to run, where you ha- what um, place you had to go to. Like the Hunters had to go to the EAZ and the mm-hmm. Warlocks had to go to Titan. So they'll probably mix that up with what what's available at the moment because we've now got the Cosmodrome back and Europa, so they'll just probably just change the blurb on that. So just be aware, like Bungie have done in the past, although it says on the item, go to the EAZ, it may mean the Cosmodrome. So just be aware that these <laughs> there may be something that comes and out. When it says on. get auto rifle kills on Cabal, what it really means is rocket launcher kills on Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned about those lovely issues that come up and then when you wanted to masterwork the set for for all three sets it was practically the same it was complete a prestige nightfall with a score of two hundred thousand or better that would give you a helmet uh complete playlist strikes with clan mates rewarded you with gauntlets so you had to be clanned up and don't know if they're going to change that because i think there was a lot of people complaining about that that they like to play solo they don't want to be in a clan yeah Complete the dungeon's shattered throne in the Dreaming City with a fire team of two players or fewer, uh, and that would give you a chest. Reset your season valor, uh, that would give you your boots, and I don't know if that would be retroactive. Um, defeating challenging combatants throughout the system, and that would give you your mark. And it was practically the same for every 
kind of um, set there. So your Solstice packages awarded for the last couple of years have been rare and legendary gear, enhancement cores and materials. And it was practically the same last year. Uh, there was a lot of complaints that people were opening, you know, spending a lot of time in the EAC and all they were getting were blues. I think Respawn was one of those people. Yes. Hopefully they've improved it this year. Solstice packages are sealed. Um, they contain untold treasures from the EAC. To open them, you need to combine them with Solstice key fragments. The previous year, uh, we had a consumable that was uh, rewarded by Eva uh, and the Solstice bounties, which was meant to aid. This was called the Fragment Magnet. Fragment Magnet. Magnet. That's it. Fragment oh, Magnet. You <laughs> sucked up on the fragment. Uh, yeah. And it didn't work for weeks. You remember this? It's like people mm -hmm. buying it and then nothing worked. And then it suddenly worked. And by then, people had given up. Mm -hmm. So this consumable was meant to attract Solstice key fragments at an alarming rate. And again didn't work um no. and last and an year, alarming one... rate yeah the yeah. alarming rate was none yeah that's alarming <laughs> that's alarming for bungee right <laughs> it was <laughs> and last year once you'd earned your full set of legendary solstice armor solstice packages rewarded you with additional armor rolls so you could hunt for versions of the solstice armor with enhanced perks and different rolls of it and this year again they've said that it will give you a chance to getting re-rolls of the new compass rose shotgun so that's good. Wasn't there one of the masterworking um, things that you had to do? Wasn't it uh, something like you had to get, what was it? Um, you had to get like seven wins or something like that in trials, I thought. Yeah, I think there was one of those ones. I think they, they changed them up slightly, didn't they, last year with what and you that's had to... total, not consecutive for those of right. you that are freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody was freaking out about that. Yeah. But still, total was kind of a tall order depending on time of day, who was online, how much you <laughs> hated yourself, you know, <laughs> factors like that. Definitely. So rewards for the previous couple of years. One year, Eva actually gave a legendary EV37 Void Street, Void Street Sparrow, which was very similar to the Scourge of the Past Sparrow, but it was a legendary version, and it was enemies are less aggressive towards you whilst riding the Sparrow. And mm -hmm. it was the only other version of that which was quite nice i don't think it's available now i don't think it was available last year possibly could have been it could have been an eververse item or just an item that dropped from the packages um, we had a couple of shaders which were the pomegranate gloss and the tangerine gloss the 2019 emotes that we had were flag on the play paperwork which was just i think that was just pushing some paperwork off the desk breathing in uh silly handshake flick of the wrist and the hip bump uh, we had three exotic ghosts from 2019 which did make their way back into the eververse last year which were the shaded shell the jubilant shell and the buoyant shell we had the micro mini sparrow and the legacy 2 we had an exotic ship which was the summer tide kite we had a triumphant projection the buried treasure projection uh we had the sunglass projection which was oh yeah that was uh the rare ones wasn't it we had sunglass projection crab projection beach ball projection and palm tree projection there was the sandcastle effect the beach ball effect for trans maps and then there were bundles that were available for one-time purchase and then last year we had the two exotic emotes which was catching rays and power rising they do look like they're coming back into this season as we said eververse is selling one of them the first week and i think the second week you get you can buy the power rising one for bright dust there were two legendary emotes sweltering heat and twisty dance 
Uh, one legendary multiplayer emote was the Intimidating Snap. We had three new ghosts with hats. So there was Spelunking Shell, which was the Fedora-style one. The Cabana Shell, which was the Beach Palm Tree one, which is back in, next week. Uh, the Backspin Shell, which is the Tennis Sunshade-style one. Then we had uh, two exotic sparrows, the Irana's Grace, which is back next week for sale for Bright Dust, and the Ungilt Wings. Uh, Ungilted Wings? No, Gilt Wings. Oh. We we had the Soul, Pier Soul Piercer ship, and that was you had to complete all three sets um, on the classes to obtain that one. Don't know if that's going to make it back this year. And then there were two shaders the, and transmat effects that were available for Eververse. This year, they did send out some pictures in the press pack. There's a nice new ship and sparrow and a couple of cool game shells. So we've got one that looks like a clam with some eyes on the top of it. One that looks like a baby shark. And then there's a, another hat one with a rose in it. And then we've got the gilded one. There's also a new emblem that's available. And normally when we get the emblems, it's like complete X amount of uh, the triumphs for the solstice and things like that. Um, but this time? Are you, uh, are you assuming said... it's going to be? Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably because last year, I, I believe it was complete all of the triumphs and you got the the emblem for completing all the triumphs, Oof. which I don't think you did. So I did not. No. I did not. No, last year I was just kind of mad from the whole thing because I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't, man. Just it felt more of the same. And I know we, we haven't kind of had an engram for the event, so I just want to reiterate that, even though last year we didn't have one, there won't be an engram for the event. Because there was initially when we had Destiny 2 started, you got engrams for the events that gave you different things. So they just wanted everybody to kind of purchase through Bright Dust or Silver through the Eververse store. And the same as last year, every single item will be available for direct purchase using Silver or Bright Dust. All Eververse at items... At some point in time, yes. Yeah. All Eververse items will be available for Bright Dust at some point during the event. Armor Glows will be available for you to add to your Solstice Heroes armor sets. They will show up on any version of the set to provide Guardians with an enhanced look. Armor Glows shine brightest when your subclass element is aligned with your elemental glow. And they did say something about the, they're working on sorting out last year's glows, um, but I believe we'll come on to that later. And if you are wondering about the EAZ, it is made up of seven zones. Uh, they are. They are. You've got the meditation grounds, the ruins, town, factory, mall, garage, and courtyard. And these would be important for when you're calling out for where the chests are hidden. Um, I mean, I mean the groups that i've always run in we've always like kind of like separated yeah because if one yeah but has it one... has it been separated like in a panic separation yeah well no i think yeah. is there any it's... other kind of separated <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry Hazel. <laughs> no i was gonna say because i mean again i didn't do it last year but i always i like what we did was like we would all three go in different directions and then we do all open up the chests because yes like in our areas because what we would do is we would just open them up and then we would all get that armor so like if i opened up something and we were in a fire team like the u2 would get something for me opening it as well yeah i think the trick to that was once you killed the boss you'd have a chest that would spawn on the top most platform just where the the boss would have normally spawned 
And the idea was the one person would take that chest, but don't open it until the other two kind of get in their two positions. Yeah. And it would be one person go left, one person go right. And those people would be responsible for the chests on those locations. The person that opens the chests would then, if it would give you enough time to basically wait till those other two got into that position. Of, and it was mainly best to get up on top of the buildings to see where the, the spawn location suddenly popped up because they pop up for like five seconds and then they just disappear and you just have to run around and find them. Mm-hmm. So the opening of the first chest would give you enough time to get those people in those positions. The guy that opens that chest or guardian that opens that chest would then open that chest and then head forward and they would take the area just in front of them. So you kind of divide it into three to run around and, and get the different things. Respawn. Yes. Would you take us further? Sure. Where are we reading that? We are each day a different energy. Each day a different energy. So this is this is basically what it tells you on the screen, um, which helps you align your elements to go along with it, isn't it? Oh, you guys really got down there, didn't you? You did. Each day a different energy will fill the air and allow you to become empowered. Love it. Solar energies blast through the EAZ, filling the air with the smell of sun-baked earth. Still don't know what that smells like, but okay. Um, mm-hmm. Arc energies crackle through the EAZ, filling the air with the smell of ozone. We never discovered what that was. Oh, I just... Void energies pulse through the EAZ, filling the air with the smell of potential. I wonder what potential <laughs> smells like. Uh, for me, okay. something bad. <laughs> Smells like potential. Uh, anyway, uh, while these are active, you can run similar energies to generate orbs. Equip your solar subclass and weapons to generate solar orbs and then collect them to become solar empowered. Uh, we already went over these. I'm not doing it again. Uh, no, you have to tell people again because they, they might, you know, might, might have forgotten. Okay, cool. Go back about 10 minutes in the podcast. <laughs> Uh, a high-value target called a Prismatic Taken that spawn in as well. Um, hunt for Prismatic Taken. A Prismatic Taken is roaming nearby. The Prismatic Taken has escaped. Defeat Prismatic Taken hiding near the zone name. Prismatic Taken Centurion, Prismatic Taken Knight, and Prismatic Taken Captain. So at the very least, you might want to know the zone names just so you know where this guy is spawning from. Huh? Yeah, you, you need to kind of know where this guy spawns. And what does this guy actually give you? Do you remember? Killing the, the the taken guy. Uh, Is it? No. Does it give you a damage buff against the boss or something? Mm, I I don't know, man. I don't want to give people eyes because I haven't played it like you said in two years. <laughs> so. I honestly can't remember, and I was hoping that one of you might have remembered. To be I honest, he. I thought that he just dropped like a bunch of more like moats for you, or a bunch yeah. more orbs or something. He dropped. Oh, that was it. He he. Yeah. He drops a lot of orbs, doesn't he? And gives you a you can pick up for an extra super, basically. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Is that th- these high value targets suddenly spawn in when you're in the middle of the boss fight? If you go and kill them, they drop loads of orbs for you and your team. You can then power up again to use your super on on the boss. And if it's an element that's aligned for that day, hopefully it'll give you a bit more power. Yeah, I I, lo- I used to love the arc ones because putting an insurmountable skull fort on and just diving around the map with my Titan was fantastic. And now you can do the whole Superman thing, right? Oh yeah, oh, I could do that last year as well. Did you? There were a bunch of enemies yeah. that spawn in the EAC. 
We might okay. get to him. These enemies are a long list, so he's right. Yeah, we're not going to go yeah, through we that. won't go to him, but they're um, Hive Cabal and Fallen Enemies. Yep, and there are bounties available as well for those bounty chasers out there. The oh. bounties are called Weekly Bounty, Daily Bounty, and Repeatable Bounties. I know, right? It's crazy. It's really cool. And I believe, um, like last year, the same thing <laughs> that we, we... You get a, a big amount of stuff for doing the weekly the daily ones kind of maybe i think it was keys that you got for completing those and the repeatable ones i believe it was bright dust and some xp yeah. or something like that yeah i think the um, bright dust I, I think that i when i was doing it i got a ton of bright dust yeah hmm. and I'm, I'm just teasing here because i remember at one point in time we didn't have bounties and you could only get like earth-based bounties for the eaz and there weren't a lot of them or whatever so hmm. having bounties there so you're not just wasting your time collecting these keys and rewards and things like that. You can also get experience, extra gear, yada. Yeah, and I think I believe last year the the weekly bounty was called "In All Places, in All Things," and it was just collect elemental orbs of light um, throughout the system. And it was something ridiculous, like five hundred orbs. So you, you didn't have to naturally do it in the EAZ. It could be just in strikes and whatever other activities that these um orbs dropped in mm -hmm. but it, it was quite a lot for the week for the weekly one but then just a, a quick go over like a few examples for the the daily ones it was things like defeat enemy combatants in the eaz with arc subclasses and arc loadout equipped um defeat enemy combatants in the eaz with arc weapons loot chests in the eaz defeat guardians in the crucible gambit using arc subclasses so you can see where this is going it was like arc subclasses void subclasses Solar subclasses. There All may of even the be, subclasses. Uh, yeah, there may even be other subclasses. So, Hazel, as soon as you're filling in for parody, would you take us through the known issues that they know about before we even get there? Okay. <laughs> I always think that's hilarious. Hey, guys, we're not even there, but here's issues that we already know about. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll don my inner parody and drop my voice yeah. a little bit. Thank okay. you. I'll play some music and everything. Dun, oh, okay. Dun. There we go. Like candlelight it's and that a kind of thing. It's a game. Hey, Gator's music. in the chat. I just oh. noticed, by the way. Uh, Ignore him. Get Hazel to actually read the twab. <laughs> you don't read the twab, Hazel? I, I does. do. In his own flamboyant style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from you guys. So, you know, why the hell would I? That's his excuse anyway. No, but uh, you've got a different kind of show. You, you have more of an interview show. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'll stick with. Yeah. So. Uh, known issues, or I'm sorry, known issues listed below are the known issues that players should know when participating in Solstice of Heroes. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> renewed Solstice armor displays the uh, Season of Splicer icon instead of the Solstice icon. The light and dark weekly Solstice bounty for Gambit will only gain progress from elemental final blows on Guardians. Helpful. So that's that's slightly important to know there. <laughs> so, uh, aside from that, uh, the Prismatic Taken event UI may overlap other objective UI when players have multiple buffs active. Oh, and by the way, if Gator's listening, I just want to say, Gator, don't get used to this because this is not going to happen on our podcast. He's 100% listening. I'm streaming it and he's in the Twitch chat, chatting away. Oh, I bet he is. I bet he is. <laughs> Uh, prismatic orbs do not contribute to total elemental orbs collected by players. That does that sounds 
like an issue. That just means don't play on the prismatic orb day. That, that that's what that says to me. It's like don't even bother. Why, why bother? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 2018 Solstice armor set glows may be less intense on certain portions of the armor. As usual. Yeah, that 2018 set, you know, rip those people, like myself. Um, pieces of the filigree of light shell disappear when rotating the ghost shell in the inventory preview. Mm. And that's um, it for the known issues uh, for that area. But then Bungie does... Oh, good. No, 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 I was going to say, that's what they know so far. That yeah. that's what we that's what we know so far like we we said you know just be aware it may say rocket launcher kills but it really means punching so just be aware that there there may be other known issues that come out of this oh yeah exactly mm. and then they uh, will give EAZ tips as well which no, is no that's me i've put those in oh oh okay <laughs> i've wrote those ones See, oh, okay people made fun of me cuz i couldn't tell what was what mhm mm mhm bungie doesn't care about you they, no. they, they, but your good buddy Night Demon, he does care. So that's the reason yeah. why he put in the EAZ tips for you. So what those are, are basically it's easier to run along the rooftops to get to the mini boss. That's very true. And then there are teleporters on the floating rocks on the edge of the map to drop you uh, in the map from high, which is useful when searching for chests. Treasure hunter ghosts um cash detectors and snipers uh to find chests uh at the end do not work or at least previously they did not work we will see I'm, we'll I'm get a live update cool. from hazel next week whether yeah, that's exactly. working or not exactly um, yep if so i'm going to scream it from the rooftops <laughs> and then long range weapons like jotun Snipers are good to hit um, mini bosses as team kills do not count towards your progression. Yeah, so this which is which is for... ridiculous. They need to fix that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. that's been an issue for the last couple of years. Basically, on on armor, on your armor, where it says that you have to get the kill of the mini boss. As long as you've got one bullet hitting that mini boss, it then counts. But if your team take it down and you're not there, it doesn't count. So you. What you saw last year was a lot of guardians all kind of piling on one poor mini boss <laughs> just to get one hit. It's like ridiculous. So hopefully they've tuned that. But if not, just be aware that it it may be that you just need to get one shot on them and just walk on, let the other person deal with them. Yeah, and um, the ogres that spawn in to protect the larger boss, um, they don't count as many bosses. No, which again is ridiculous the yellow yes. bars the yellow bars protecting a boss aka mini boss but whatever <laughs> and then that's all from uh, nintendo man's lovely eaz tips for you <laughs> now we come to the uh... six hours of this week at bungie for the first of july 2021 no not really we we can kind of fly by this can't we really we can we can give um, the the four one one. Is it is that what you guys say? Basically, shotguns going away. One twenty uh, hand cannons are going away, and by that happening, you're going to get an inadvertent buff to submachine guns and fusion Let, rifles. Let's start at the start and move fill in along. the gap of the shotguns, and then you're going to get a buff to the one forties to fill in the gap for the one twenties, and also uh, yes, pulse rifles, fast firing is probably going to get oh an inadvertent God. buff. 
and then um Respawn. and then they're Respawn. finally breaking Respawn. after they're all this start. time start they're start. finally breaking my favorite gun in the whole game besides the bad juju the gun i use for literally everything the gun that everybody uses for everything the anarchy they're finally unless you don't have the anarchy that's anarchy oh my god that you get season, I mean. yeah. but uh, same 14 says that it's almost time for a celebration no he doesn't that is amazing he does. we're talking about yeah, how sad that the, the anarchy is going away did you know yeah did you know that earlier this week guardians pushed back the endless night or pushed back against it it's still there until we get some solstice when savathun returns to the tower and just makes it go away with a click of her fingers and brings in a, a nice statue instead. <laughs> Maybe there's something in the statue. Maybe she's hiding in the statue. Maybe there's a she's vex. Crafty. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a vex portal. There's a there's a taken portal. There's something in the statue. Maybe we should it's just. A, it's a trap. It's a Trojan horse. Yeah, that's what it is. <gasps> We've worked it out. That's what's going to happen at the end of the season. They're all going to suddenly all these mini ones are going to break out of it and just kill us all in the tower. The tower's going to go to pot. And we're going to have to escape and go to the other tower that they've just been fixing up. <gasps> well done, Hazel. You've called it. I apologize to anyone who just had to listen to that. So the solstice is a perfect opportunity to throw a big party in the tower. <coughs> Bringing armor for hunters, titans and warlocks to earn. And we've already gone through all of that. They, but in the 12, they do reiterate some of the items. There is also a guide that they've put and a solstice page that I will link in the show notes. If you are interested in looking up any other details that I haven't covered, I think I've covered everything over the solstice. I think, has. I think I have. Okay. Well, barring all of that boring stuff, fate bringers raids fall. Fate bringers. Fate breakers. Oh my gosh. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. Fate breakers. So this is the Race. test that respawn has been asking <laughs> <laughs> Raids fall squarely into the endgame space of Destiny, proving aspirational content for fire teams of six to conquer. Once you've climbed the mountain and planted your flag, you may find yourself asking, Now what? Well, I'm here today to tell you that you haven't sum summited the mountain just yet. If you truly wish to call yourself a master of the Vault of Glass, You'll be challenged to earn that respect. Beginning Tuesday, July 6th, Vault of Glass Master Difficulty will become available to all players. How do you enter? When signing in next Tuesday, Vault of Glass will offer a Master Difficulty option to launch for you and your fire team. There is no minimum power requirement. Let me say that again. No minimum power requirement. So for all those that are out there like, yeah, woo, let's try it. The recommended enemy, I'm sorry, the enemies are going to be at 1350. So take that with greatness. And they do not say if you're going to be light locked at a certain level, right? So if like you're, if you've been going all season and you're at 1350, you might not actually be 1350. You might be 1335 or 1340. No, you're going to be 1350. If you're at 1350, you're 1350, and that's it. I don't know. Bungie has a tendency to light lock you. No, they said they're not. No. There's no not minimum power requirements, and they're not light locking. Enemies will be at 1350 power. It does so not say anything about not light locking. So that's you want to I'm earn saying. some Just pinnacle power and raise your artifact levels before you attempt to run. 
Well, There's no mention of locking nothing. What can you earn? Well, they never mention it. Uh, first up, Master Vault of Glass unlocks the final triumph required for the Fate Breaker raid seal and title. Once completed, players may equip their in-game title and purchase the Bungie Rewards Pin if they so desire. There's a picture of a ship. It's kind of cool. It's one that we've already got, but now the wings are made out of crystals. Second, Master Vault of Glass will also introduce time-lost weapons to Destiny 2. What are time-lost weapons? Time-lost weapons are the same exact thing as adept weapons, but it's a new name because it comes from a raid. Don't get too hung up on it. Time-lost weapons can be comparable to adept weaponry from Grandmaster Nightfalls or Flawless Trial Passages, but offer an additional perk in columns. What? I honestly don't understand that. If they're called time-lost weapons and the adept ones are the Grandmaster ones, why are, the, why are the Trials ones not called Flawless ones? Why are they Adept as well? Or why why is the Grandmaster ones called Adept? Why have they changed the name? Why don't they just not call them all Adept? Or if you're going to change one of the names, change all the names. Different things. Might so you have know where you're getting to do with from. the fact that, the, that these offer an additional perk in columns 3 and 4 for slightly uh, more customization. That could be, be why. Complete Thank the Vault of Class challenges. Well, you, you cut me off before I could get there. Complete the Vault of Glass challenges in the master difficulty of the activity and you will be rewarded. Each week the feature sorry, each week will feature a specific time loss weapon for you to hunt. Rotating alongside the available challenge. Once you've earned a time loss weapon, you may also purchase additional rolls from the chest at the end of the raid on Master Difficulty. Only on Master Difficulty. So if you have a time loss weapon and you go into the normal raid, the ability to purchase the ma the adept weapons will not be there. It is only on the master difficulty where you can purchase the, air quotes, adept weapons. Using spoils of conquest. Note that these will be at a higher price than normal versions of these weapons. Also note. Yeah, note, note, note. Wow, they like the word note. Please note, weekly reward lockouts are shared between both normal and master difficulties. That's stupid. That means encounters, challenges, and hidden chests will only award gear the first time you complete them in either activity each week. They must be completed at master difficulty first to earn time-loss weapons and stat-focused armor. Bungie, once again, you could have made something cool and decided it's better off not to. Congratulations. Lastly, you either run through you know, your master difficulty or you run through the normal version of it. Because there's mm -hmm. no point in running through the master difficulty and getting the master versions of the weapons and Well yeah, now the they've armor. made it no point. Right? And then they, going back it to the normal version. Point if you could have done it in both, but whatever. I I don't believe you could do that in Destiny One, because I remember running through on King's Form when we did the hard mode. Mm -hmm. If you did the hard mode, you got the hard mode drops and you got the normal mode drops, so that made you you didn't have to then run through again. And I think this is sounding very similar. Is that it, you just have to do your master version and that's it. You get your drops. Wow, that's crazy. You've only you had one version up until this point. You don't need multiple versions to run through and get lesser powered gear and weapons from the normal version if you're running through the master version. True, They're but... both pinnacle drops, dude. Yeah, so you'll you, get the you, pinnacle drops from the hard mode if you run through the hard mode. You're not listening. Okay, so if Bungie had an opportunity to let you go through the hard mode and get hard mode pinnacle stuff and adept and then go through the normal mode to get more pinnacle stuff, 
they've decided that's not cool. No. Anyway, if you no, if you're that no, desperate, no, you just go through no. the normal version and upgrade your power. I told you if I'm you... at thirteen twenty, and I've run maybe two and a half raids, two two full ones and a half one, and then just done my pinnacles from around the map. Yeah, nobody asked. Something else nobody asked about is lastly, armor from the master difficulty of Vault of Glass will focus on specific stats rotating weekly. If you've been hunting a prime zealot helm with a high spike in the intellect stat, master difficulty will give you greater chances for the distribution you're looking for. You can also get ready for a fight because this won't be a walk in the park if you haven't dipped your toes into the Destiny 2 endgame before. Enemies will be tougher. They'll be looking to put you down with more aggression, and a few more champions will be approaching to defend the vault. More modifiers will also be active, forcing you to think on your feet and come prepared. If you're looking to increase your power, make sure to complete your weekly milestones for pinnacle rewards. One way to do that is the Iron Banana. It is active right now. Actually, it's not by the time this comes out, so make sure to complete those bounties for additional pinnacle rewards. As you prepare for the raid. Wow! Atheon will also be seeing you next week. Good luck to all fire teams as they attempt their first master difficulty raid. Is this something that is this something that you guys will be doing? Hazel, have you actually done a run yet? I haven't. I have not had any time to do it. So um, we actually just got air back uh, yesterday. So uh, in our place. So yeah. Air. Yeah, uh, air what? conditioning. Oh, okay. Air con- yeah. No, Your we didn't con- have any air. We were like in a vacuum. It sucked. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's Ohio in a nutshell. So, if if you'd have done your Austin Powers impression and gone, no, this is me in a nutshell, I would have greatly appreciated that. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but no, I haven't had any time to get a first run, so I'm gonna definitely dive in and do that. Uh, I think I ran a run with Kingsley and Sin. And a couple mm. people, and then uh, from the Guardian Hub, and we got—I want to say to Atheon, I think. Yeah. yeah, we got to Atheon, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I mean, it's I'm definitely looking the forward easiest to part, homeboy. Uh, not with like four of us that didn't know what we were doing. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, with this, this seems different than hard mode. Um, I, I, I mean, because hard mode always had like different, uh, you know, yeah, mechanics, didn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, they they yeah. built it as hard mode and then scaled it back for normal mode. This looks like they've just added more champions rather modifiers than mechanics. And... Yeah, modifiers. Yeah, exactly. Mechanics are the same, just more modifiers, more champions, higher light level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just more of a challenge in this regard versus Which is learning good. something new. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I would prefer that because having to know two separate mechanics for the same raid is it's a little much, I think. But that's eh, just my opinion. I don't know. I loved the hard mode stuff because once you learned hard mode, you never, even if you did normal, you still did it on hard mode anyway. Yeah, you still did that hard mode strat. You did the hard mode strat. It was usually you, yeah. easier. Yeah. So respawn, are you <laughs> are you going to be joining the Fuzzco team? I'm already on the Fusco team, but I don't know if the Fusco team is really going to be hankering for this hard mode stuff. You know? Okay. Why is Fusco... that? What do you think? 
Well, okay, so first of all, Fuzzco doesn't really like the new raid to begin with, right? It's not a new raid. Reprise. Fuzzco doesn't like the raid to begin with better. Okay. Um, well, he's wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, it's his opinion, and he's allowed to have it, right? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, but he's wrong. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to try it, but at the same time, not all of the fire team is even that high, right? Like, with my gear fully spec'd out, I think I'm 1332, I think. And although I'm not the highest on the fire team by any means, I'm still pretty up there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I don't, if we do do it, if we do do it, there's no way to fix that. Um, if it happens, there we go. Yeah. Uh, then you know it's probably not going to be for some time. It's definitely not going to be a day one kind of thing. Not for the main team anyway. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but pretty soon we're gonna have uh, the whole crossplay thing. So that's very much going to increase the pool of people we have to access to do raids. Because Xbox, I see all kinds of people on our Xbox team looking to do raids, you know, but you know, hardly anybody on the Xbox does it, and you know, these people are just out there in the ether having to look for LFGs and whatnot, but mm-hmm. soon enough, you'll be able to link up with the PC crew, and we'll get you through it. Kicking, screaming, doing the exact opposite of what we tell you, etc. Demon, looking at you. Yep. So, Hazel. Yes. The moment you've been waiting for. Your grand oh, entrance. Would you tell us the sandbox update? <laughs> would you tell us about the season update for the sandbox? Yes, I can. So, in, in your the... not so much hazel way. In my not so much hazel way. So, you want me to don my inner parody again? Yes, please. Ah, okay. Uh, only I, only uh, just I mean, for today. I would. I would like Hazel to do it in Hazel's way. Give the give the people that don't necessarily Go listen to his podcast. Go on then. Uh, a, a give us the Cliff Notes like version. Yeah. Cliff Notes version. Well, yeah. actually, I mean, actually, I went into these pretty pretty in depth. Oh, so you know, the, it was the like, Hazel Ooh. stuff is later. But uh, so with the uh, sandbox update um, over the last few seasons, we've been. Uh, seeing some pretty big changes in the Destiny uh, 2 sandbox. Aggressive hand cannons jumped into the spotlight of PvP. Rocket launchers became an awesome option for PvE content. Dead Man's Tail started whistling in the wind. And much more. Over the last few months, the team has been working to prepare a mid-season sandbox pass. Much larger uh, than ones we've shipped in the past. To give you all some of the details, weapon feature lead Chris Proctor has once again agreed to lend some time to the TWAB. And Chris goes on to say that uh, normally we wouldn't make large changes in the mid-season patch, but with a handful of weapons sucking out, uh, I'm sorry, sucking all of the air out of the room. I had to pause there just because he's right. Uh, you know, besides one twenties and shotguns, um, everything else pretty much sucks. Um, we decided to bring some changes originally planned for season 15 into next week's update. We'll follow this up with a big set of changes in season 15, moving these changes up to season of the splicer also gives us the option of doing some reactive tuning in season 15's mid season patch. 
all in all, we'll continue to make changes outside of the seasonal updates when we can, but they won't typically be this large or numerous. So I appreciate that they've been doing these like mid-season changes and they keep saying, don't get used to it, don't get used to it, but here's another <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really good news that we're getting like three patches that they've kind of confirmed that we're getting three patches. So we're getting the one that's coming next week on the 6th of July. Mm-hmm. We're then going to get another one at the beginning of season 15, which is, I think it was towards the end of August, September, wasn't it, when that starts? And then we're going to get another one mid-season for season 15 that they could potentially react to anything that they need to from either the first Mm -hmm. one or even the second one if they can squeeze it into that one. So it's, it's really good news for them kind of tuning how they want the the sandbox to play out and i think they go on to tell us that don't they what archetypes they want where they want them to kind of be or get to yeah and that's um that's what i said in our podcast too is that i love it how they tell us like how they want the guns to feel and how they want the roles to be used right so um so without further ado the big ticket items for pvp are no surprises Shotguns, 120 RPM aggressive hand cannons, and Dead Man's Tail. Uh, Combined, these dominate all forms of PvP, particularly Trials. We've also been getting a large amount of feedback uh, about special weapon usage in the Crucible, and this will be the first step toward addressing these player concerns. Oh, and they didn't forget about Sleeper Simulant in PvE too. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so I have a question for you guys, right? Because my son asked me this yesterday when we were watching Nasty Cross. He and yeah. um, can you guys remember a time? And this is going all the way back to D one, right? Can you remember a time when any other special weapon besides a shotgun was used for CQC? Right? Has has a fusion rifle ever been the meta for PvP over a shotgun? Right? Has an SMG ever been the meta no, over but I a can, shotgun? I can tell you that there was a sidearm meta in Destiny yeah. One. Yeah, there was. Okay, I can't but remember the name. I can't remember the name. They had a sidearm with a shotgun as a backup, though, didn't they? No. No, sure? it, was... it was sidearm hand cannon, sidearm auto rifle. It, I think it was the hand cannon, wasn't it? It was the palindrome, and then it was the sidearm, and I can't remember what the sidearm was in Destiny. Traveler's Rome. Chosen? No, not Traveler's no. Chosen. It was. Um... Oh. That's still not a special remember. weapon, though. As far as special weapons go, you have the snipers for obviously long range, but right? You take snipers out of the pool. Anything from mid to close range. It's. It's always been shotguns, dude. Never, never grenade launchers as as a primary weapon to use, right? Or or a fusion rifle, or any of the other special weapons that we have, right? It's they've, always been shotguns. Like shotguns, just gonna they're gonna run up on you and you're done. That's it. Yeah, you know? but then that's why they need to come up, kind of maybe improve on the fusion rifles. And I believe the sidearm was the wormwood. Oh, but how would they improve on the fusion rifles? Decrease charge time. Got. I've just gone back and looked at my D1 characters. Yeah, I just pulled up D1 as well. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I use the Iron Wreath. Oh, yeah. There's that that was a well. good one. Yeah. Um, but no, like, seriously, like, like as far as special weapons go, like, okay, fusion rifle. How are they going to make fusion rifles better, right? Because yeah, um, you're still going to get capped by a shotgun in close range before the fusion rifle even charges, you know? 
No, there there were there were a few good ones. I mean, you had the Plan C, which was a really good fusion rifle that you could use. I mean, you still had Telesto. Um, we had um, the Fourth Horseman, and we had the Chaperone in the energy slot. Fourth then, Horseman is the shotgun, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, just yeah, the Plan I mean, C, there's... and the only reason the Plan C was good is correct me if I'm wrong, but the Plan C was only good because after you swapped to it, you had like an instant charge. Right. Yeah. Right. So it would come out as fast shotgun would end fire. Basically, is the only reason that people use that because that's the only way you can compete with a shotgun is you know have it. To be honest, they, they were called out. There were quite a few good fusion rifles in Destiny One. We had Saladin's Vigil, which was pretty mm-hmm. good. We had there was the one from the raid, which was the Ethan Nova, I believe, and then there was the other one from the Vault of Glass. Which I can't remember. I can't seem to find it. I have got it somewhere. Well, the Vex method class was meta when it first came out, but that doesn't yeah. count because yeah. it's an auto fusion. Oh, rifle. the Praetorium foil. You remember that one? That one. That one rolled with glass half full, so the bottom half of each magazine caused additional damage, and it had uh, send it, which was increased range and accuracy. We you... still had a lot of charge there. Right? Even no. with these changes that Bungie's you... making to the shotguns. It... Still, the Victorian Four was, was one of the best ones to have in PvP. Right. Um, and what was the other one that you could get? I can't remember. Um, I'm looking they... at mine. I'm like, I use the Susano or Susano, Suzanne No. Susano. Yeah. 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 But yeah, literally in my energy slot, I've got um, Queensbreaker because that was a an energy weapon. You had the Murmur, which was a fusion rifle. Susano. Yeah, you said. Then there was the Vacancy. The Vortex, and then Plan C, the Saladin's Vigil, the Marmor Foil. Good. I remember. Yeah, that. I mean, there, there were there were quite a few, but it is literally there's sidearms, but fusion they rifles, were never shotguns, meta though, right? They 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 never outshined the shotguns except for the Plan C, and like I said, the only reason that did is because it would fire as fast as the shotgun and swapped it, it out. We we've had so many different kind of changes of the meta, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, but it's, I mean, I mean, there was a meta where you better did... than a shotgun, though, right? It was. There was a meta where you didn't even need a shotgun. You just needed the thaw and two tap and then walk away. I love you know, <laughs> people didn't love it at the time. Yeah, but no, like you turn a corner on a guy with a thorn. Yeah, he might tag you once, but a shotgun's still going to get him. The point is, is Guardian down. like I've been saying this for a long what you're, time. You're and saying I, is and, basically and there's there's just I, never been I, a meta without shotguns. But unfortunately, because shotguns are in right. the game. They're going to be part of the meta. And, even... and that's what I was saying is like, okay, so they've already made shotguns unrealistic for real life type scenarios, right? A shotgun can tag you at more than 15 meters in real life, right? And that's just how they work, right? I mean, it's you're going to die if you get shot by a shotgun. I mean, people hunt birds with shotguns. So you can shoot at a range with a shotgun. So they've already nerfed the range from like IRL stats for shotgun for in-game stuff, right? And then on top of that, they have to keep nerfing pellet spread and ranges and this and that and the other. And now they're doing pellet spread and minimal range and maximum range and all this other stuff, right? But mm. when when it comes to it, you turn a corner, when some guy's in your face, he's getting tagged one shot with a shotgun. And that's not going to change, you know, well, with, with a high it, impact. It is going to change now. No, no. With a high impact, if you turn a corner, even with these changes, it's still going to kill yeah, somebody still- with one hit. Hopefully. No. Yeah. I mean, it will. It depends now, on how close you out, are. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking about, like, in, you know, 
That's some... the idea, though. If you're that close, if you're turning a corner and there's somebody around that corner with a shotgun, that's the idea of a shotgun. You are going to take the blast and you, you've got 99.0% chance of dying because you are right. that close to them. But, but hear me out. Right, but it's a it's yeah, a risk yeah. reward, isn't it? What if what you if, could be running around there with a shotgun? Season, yeah, but what if season by season Bungie would just eliminate a weapon from PvP for that season? Right? No, no. This season, shotguns are not allowed in PvP. Period. Flat out, use everything but a shotgun. Right? If you try to go into PvP with a shotgun, your 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 gamer tag starts to flash saying, "Nope, you got the wrong loadout." You know, just. You know, cycle weapons through. Hey, next season, you know, snipers on a lot. Season no, I'd, after ra- that, no I'd rather arm. prefer them to do this to slowly kind of tune the weapons and see how they play and see if something else comes up. Nothing's ever going to be better than shotgun, though, dude. Unless you get a different weapon that's going to immediately it is if somebody. You adjust your playstyle because if you see a red marker. And they're hi- mm. you know somebody's hiding around that corner or behind that door. You don't approach that door. Why would you be silly enough? I mean, I say that, but I've walked in se- to several doors <laughs> to, in the last couple of days in Iron Banner, knowing full yeah. well that that person ran around there. And yes, they've probably got a shotgun. And yes, I've run in after them, being very silly. But mm-hmm. you adjust your playstyle to play against it, don't you? You learn and adapt. Hopefully, you learn and adapt. I mean, I mean you're not wrong, but still, I'm just, I'm so tired of shotguns even existing. You well, know? Hopefully. This next bit will explain. Yeah. Well, I've already, I already know what's coming. Like I said, I've, I've been through this already, and I don't think it's going to change much. It's going to change the overall. Well, Hazel might change your mind. Hazel's going to change your mind. He's going to blow your mind and change your mind. He has. I've sent him Do a picture you? of some new information. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's actually the the guy that Fallout did drew. I don't know if anybody saw that. I did see that. That was stellar. Stellar art, <laughs> artisanship, yeah. Yes, exactly. If if, uh, if if YouTubing doesn't work out for him, he's got a he's got a place in the art world, hundred percent. Somewhere in the art world. Uh, okay. So, um, would you guys like me to go through like the roles like they intend for each special weapon? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Be much appreciated. Yeah. So most special weapons should have one situation when they're dominant or within their dominant choice anyway. Uh, If caught outside of this, you should be at a disadvantage. Moving towards these roles um, is a work in progress, as it has been for the past seven years. Um, (laughs) Some weapons are not where we want them to be, and we've made some changes in Season of the Splicer that we expect to need a bit more adjustments later on. Note that special ammo abundance in PvP distorts these roles allowing play that wouldn't be possible otherwise and is something we're looking to address. Foreshadowing much? Mm. Um, so, here are the roles as we intend each special weapon to fill. Sniper rifles, engaging at long range with aiming skill when not already under fire. Shotguns, engaging at point-blank range using skill at movement and positioning to get close enough to get a one- or two-hit elimination. Fusion rifles, engaging at mid-range, but with careful positioning and pre-charging around cover required for success. Trace rifles, Night Demon's favorite, uh, strong at close to mid-ranges at the cost of not being a one-hit elimination, making it possible to be outplayed by skillful primary users. 
and then grenade launchers. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up a little yeah. bit. So let's let's talk about these trace rifles for a second, right? Trace rifles haven't been part of the game since um, Laser Tag Weekend. Um, and where have you been, control. sir? Where have you been, sir? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, they're back. They're they're not just back in momentum control. I mean, they're super in momentum control. Well, they were the last time, but they are back in the game. And we we did feature several Which builds one? on this. The uh, there's all of them actually. The the wave the is it the wave tracer, wave splitter, wave, wave splitter, splitter, wave yeah. splitter is amazing. And yeah, I think no, Crazy that's, Mr. That's Pips a, did a video that, that's on what that. What I was gonna say is the wave splitter is the only one that's still no, no. currently viable. Um, no, what's Prometheus, the, what's the solar Prometheus one? Prometheus lens. Prometheus lens with uh, the path of the burning steps. The new time boots. They're oh, amazing. Only, though. Okay, I, see I know, works. but even yeah, without yeah. that, you've got the wave splitter on the hunters that is amazing. Wave splitter can... on everybody is amazing, but yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the one that you can kill them and pick up a ball and then dunk the next guardian. Yeah, They're back in the crucible. They yeah, really are. If you know how to, the wave you know how to use them. Itself, not the wave splitter, the ruinous the effigy. Damn, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah. The ruinous effigy overall has lower damage output. But yeah, you get the ball to dunk with, right? So yeah, yeah. But, the thing um, is, but overall, good it's, players it's... in the Crucible are using these, and they're using them to good effect. And like I said, with the paths of the burning steps for the Titan, it it makes the the Prometheus lens really really cool in in Crucible. Anyway, I mean, I was using it the first couple of weeks in Iron Banner when it first came back. And if you because they put those new that well, yeah, they put the new mods in the game where you could get trace rifle specific targeting, uh, ammo. Um, unflinching i then equip those and with double um yeah with the double um ammo pickup i can get yeah, like 100 130 yeah. ammo in the magazine from picking up one special right pick. but you're getting out by hand cannons and pulse I'm rifles not. and everything else no i'm not what do you mean i'm not are you pre-firing first are you getting them first yeah because if work? because you have 100 ammo rather than mm -hmm. the 50 that you start with if mm. you can kill the person to start off with, then you can pick up a brick and you get 100 ammo rather than the 50. You can mm -hmm. pre-fire that thing. And because if you get the kill, because it does that big elemental glow, doesn't it? It does the uh, surrounding damage. And once you get the kill on that other Guardian, it then automatically reloads. So you potentially have another 80 in the, the magazine to then pick up another special brick. And then you're, you're literally on a roll. You're talking it. about Prometheus Lance on a Titan. Oh, yeah. Very, very specific. But okay, even so on a, even on a wave splitter, if you've got yeah, but like I said, ammo the wave there... splitter, the wave splitter is its own thing, right? Yeah. The, the randomness about it is what makes it potentially what, incredibly powerful. What you were saying is that they haven't been back, and I'm telling you, they've been back for quite a few weeks now. Mm, okay. Well, I didn't know much about the, the the Prometheus lens. I knew about the wave splitter, but people last time I played weren't using it because we were getting outdueled by freaking Just try like, twenty it. hand cannons. Right, Crucible. I know how it works in Crucible. I, just, I know, but I'm saying try it. Just try it for a bit of fun. All right. We'll see if I bother Hazel, to go You, you mentioned the fusion rifles, and they said that they want to engage those at mid-range, but with yeah. careful positioning. What I'd like to see is, with some of those ones that have like the really the really fast charge time, but the they don't have that much of an impact, I'd like to see those kind of maybe come up so that you could duel with shotguns to give... Put them on like equal footing, so that if you did round the corner, you could whip out the the fusion rifle and literally zap them like you could with the Plan C. It could be something that you pull out really quickly, much like a shotgun would be able to do. 
so that it gives them more utility what do you think yeah just in the, mean, those um the shorter range ones i mean that would be fantastic but i i don't know i mean i don't know i mean it, to me it's just the the plight of bungie where basically like whatever they do the community is going to find a way around it so mm. i mean and they're going to embrace whatever it kills people the fastest so if they do do something along those lines then what they're going to end up doing is basically everyone and their mom is going to be using fusion rifles at that point well that's the idea to give uh, well to bring those up so that they you, it's either a fusion rifle or a shotgun so then you get over that you know point that respawn was making it's, it's just been shotguns up up to this point it's probably still going to be f shotguns going forward but it gives something to duel against the same with the sidearms if you I mean, give we them would, we a would need a whole potential. new weapon archetype you know something that's not a fused rifle and not a shotgun but can still you know tag you at close range actually i lied you know what there was one time where a special weapon that was not a shotgun was meta for a long time, and that was the mountaintop. So, that's true. I don't know. I don't know why that just sparked in my brain, but yeah, the the mountaintop. With so you the... answered your own question. It just took you a while to get there. Yeah, but okay. One meta change in six years shows you how powerful a shotgun is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, grenade yeah. launchers, Hazel. So yeah. grenade launchers are useful for weakening an opponent, getting damage around corners with bounces or getting a one-hit elimination with a direct impact at the cost of projectile speed and being in a bad place if you miss a shot with a single round magazine. Mm -hmm. So I know that um, I was watching, I think it was, uh, who was it? Uh, Ascendant Nomad. And yeah. he was saying that he was really against like the... Uh, like grenade launchers being moved to special like way back when. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, um, we do have a couple of primary ones. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few more of those now too. Yeah. I mean, I, I was using a loadout, I think, in Iron Banner this week where I had the, it was either the disor disorientation ones or the, the flashbangs that I was using to kind of prime people and then just follow up with a, the kill with like auto rifle or something else. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I was kind of using it in that way. And it was something like a, as you said, um, ascendant nomad video where he shows you kind of use it like this. And you, these are the kind of perks that you need to kind of disorientate people so that you can then take them out with your other weapon. These are how it's meant to be intended to be used. So it's something I've kind of picked up. Yeah. So in regard to the changes to shotguns, because they are very dominant in PvP by any measure and don't allow for much counterplay with primary weapons, pri particularly close-range primaries like sidearms or SMGs, uh, Bungie sees frequent player feedback about the prevalence in PvP activities and how they make it difficult to use various weapon archetypes that otherwise feel good against players without shotguns. So, Bungie would like to excel uh would like shotguns to excel in a narrower niche than they do currently basically yeah so this change aims to retain the reliable one hit elimination but at closer range and push them to be slightly rangier than currently to get uh basically a two hit elimination 
So, as with our intent for all special weapons, if a player is caught out of position with a shotgun, they should be at a clear disadvantage. So, with the ability to quickly follow up with uh, rising in importance, we expect faster firing shotguns to eat into the aggressive shotgun's dominance and other special weapons to be more viable. So, uh, increasing the aggressive frame shotgun cone angle from four to four and a quarter degrees or 4.25 degrees mm -hmm. reduced shotgun dis uh, shotgun damage fall off minimum by two meters and increasing the shotgun damage fall off max by two meters. And then note slug shotguns are unaffected by this change. So break it down. What does that mean to the people that didn't watch the Astacross? I'm sorry, the Fallout video. Or oh, the Cool Guy video. <laughs> or anybody else's video about this. Yeah. Um, that basically said that aggressive frame shotguns are dead now. Um, <laughs> no, but like, what, what does it mean? So reduce yeah. shotgun damage fall off minimum by two meters, right? So that tells me your damage fall off starts way sooner, right? right. Okay. But at the and same, the, the next line says increase shotgun damage fall off maximum by two meters. So overall, your shotguns will hit further out and at least get some form of damage. Correct. But the the moment where your weapon damage becomes less also begins sooner. So they're having more of a maximum range, so you can at least get some damage on a guy that's far out. But it's not going to be as much damage as, let's say, you know, the damage fall off minimum wasn't reduced. So, mm -hmm. exactly. Okay. And then with the cone angle, what that means is basically that they're spreading out the the shot package, basically. Okay. Yeah. And it does not affect slugs because slugs, obviously, they don't have a spread. Correct. Right. No. And um, and it only says aggressive, so that means that rapid fire shotguns should also not be affected by these changes. Exactly, which is why they're saying that they're going to see, you know, aggressive, or I'm sorry, fast-firing shotguns start to be used more. Hawthorne's yeah. Field Ford Shotgun, anybody? Yeah. Wishbringer. Wishbringer, yeah. yeah, there you go. But then you, you I think, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> and no, there's, there's a lot of rapid-fire shotguns out there, man. Yeah, the Wishbringer's got some good rolls. The heritage, I mean, if if the aggressive ones are out of the picture, the heritage actually might be better in PvP upcoming. Yeah. I'm well, you've got you've got things like the wristwalker, which is the iron banner shotgun, which is a lightweight, which yeah. you can push those ranges out to, when we went over a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Up to into the nineties. Yeah. You know, and that impact of sixty five. So again, it may uh, like they said, it may eat into the aggressive frames, and it sounds like the aggressive ones are going to be if they're out between us, the, if they're not literally on top of you, it is going to be a two shot kill, depending on resilience levels. I guess it's going to be a two shot kill or more of a chance of getting a two shot kill because of the distance. But remember, with the aggressive frames, it's one a lot harder to shoot faster with those, especially with like with fell winters, and oh, the, the stability on those as well. The stability on those aggressive ones isn't that high. So I know the wrist walker has a potential if you push out the range on it, the stability isn't that high. But oh. whereas a, a lightweight frame, it gives you a bit more handling. 
so you can whip it out faster and get more shots on you know yeah the retro futures has a decent range on it too for a lightweight frame but i just thought about something so that also gives a chance for the Aikilos to come back in with a bit of a vengeance too doesn't it that rapid fire dude that shotgun fires so daggum fast oh my gosh Damn. Yeah, because I got a 56 that. range Aikilos that I'm staring at right here. Oof. And that's that's that doesn't even have a range masterwork. He can push out further than that with a range masterwork. Goodness. So hey, so what are they doing to the aggressive 120 RPM hand cannons? Yeah, uh, so um 120. Meh. No, no, I just came back to reality. Go ahead, continue. He, you were drooling on yourself there. It's okay. <laughs> shush, shush. I can't wait to use an Icolos. Oh my god, I so, love the shotgun. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, 120 hand cannons were adjusted in season of the splicer, but this didn't make a big enough of a difference, as anybody who's played PvP knows. So, um, we believe they're still too rangy and benefit way too much from a small damage buff, aka two tapping. Um, it's tricky because now they're not much different from their pre-Beyond Light form. They already had better range and a two-tap with Rampage. But people have latched on to the ease of use of two-tapping, uh, wait, of two and two-tapping potential. Okay. I don't know what the hell they're trying to say there, <laughs> but anyway. Um, since the buff in Beyond Light and new 120s in Season of the Chosen encouraged people to try them out. So, with this change, we expect other primaries to become viable, where previously 120s ate their lunch. Including adaptive hand cannons, pulse rifles, scout rifles, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and auto rifles, while allowing 120s... The scout keep... rifle will be better. It still won't be better than a pulse rifle, though. <laughs> so <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, come on. Scout rifles are just doomed. Um, yeah. To keep advantage of hard-hitting... Uh, peak shooting at range. So, what they're going to do is reduced precision damage multiplier from 1.8 to 1.6, preventing a 10% damage bonus from allowing uh, two tapping in PvP. Yep. Reduced aim assist minimum fall off distance by one to two meters, depending on range stat. So, congratulations. Range actually matters nowadays even more. <laughs> And then reduced minimum falloff distance by one meter. This uh, reduces their damage falloff advantage over other hand cannons to one meter. As usual, this is one meter before the zoom scalar. Okay. Lovely. You, know, you were talking about pulse rifles, right? The one pulse rifle that is actually finally doing something is the Dead Man's Tail, right? And uh, so... It's a scout, but yeah. What did I yeah, say? Scout. You said pulse. Sorry, I meant scout, right? Yeah. And that's the one scout rifle that is actually holding its own. So the it's one scout rifle what's holding a lot the of the one other scout rifle too. that is actually good. Destiny's nerfing. <laughs> no, but then you do have the Mida multi tool. Yeah. Which is really good. And it's still, yeah, but it's, it's, it's been very consistent. I've seen that quite a bit in the Crucible, especially in Iron Banner in the last couple of weeks. Just you still, it's so, still what a three three headshot, one body shot to kill though. I can't remember, isn't it? I just shoot the gun. 
Yeah, I think you have and to get your three headshots. I'm not full out. I don't take any notice of how many, and, how many bullets it takes to kill them. You're going to get click, two click, click. before you're going to get that third or fourth shot. You know. Hmm. Anyway. Something to something to think about with the this nerf to the 120. So they're pulling in the range, they're pulling in the aim assist range as well. And I was listening to Cool Guy and Drewski, who did like a long form YouTube video, literally going through the TWAB, where Fallout dropped in and dropped in his little picture and just spoke to them for a couple of minutes. But they were talking about the, still the potential of two tapping with certain perks. Um, if you have rampage on a weapon, there is still Double potential. Three. Yeah. I know, like, not getting the two tap straight away, but you'd have to get a kill to actually proc it. So there are, there are still ways to get two tap abilities on guns. And they were talking about high energy Yolk fire. Oak clip will give you two tap. Yeah, you have to activate it first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, but in the one where you prime the magazine, uh, what's that perk where the bottom half of the mag does more damage? That can two tap still, can't it? What What do you mean? I'd have to okay. go back. There, there. You, okay, so there's a perk where the bottom half of the magazine does more damage. So what some YouTubers were doing is firing their bullet. They're pre-firing all their bullets. Yeah, but that, that is bottom half of the that mag. is a very high risk reward for that. Yeah. But I think you can still two tap. I, I actually yeah, have to you, go the, back and check if if that if that is available. Then you have do have the potential if that does proc. Yeah, but they were they. Cool guy was also talking about high energy fire, which is while charged with light, you gain a bonus to weapon damage, and uh, with each combatant defeated, you consume one stack of charge with light, and that is something that you don't necessarily have to get by yourself. You could literally run around after somebody supered or somebody's got two kills and an orb has dropped to get that, and That's then get high energy though. fire That's again. Really yeah, and it's it only is situation one kill as well. I mean, well, maybe two or possibly up to four yeah. depending on your but, your build but. yeah i mean if you've got if you spec into high energy fire and you've got the ability to stack those orbs and then you've got a weapon that runs rampage you do have the ability to then still go and two tap but it is situational which is quite nice that yes you have there's a lot more work that goes into it rather than it just being automatic and off the bat which is quite nice yeah which is what it is now yeah yeah and then also they were talking about the Sturm, which is the exotic hand cannon, still being able to two-tap, or a possibility of two-tapping. Mm -hmm. Which is fine, um, you know? Yeah. I mean... Because it's an exotic. Yeah. So yeah, but apparently have... they don't care about exotics, because they're they're taking away part of the exotic perk of the dagger. But again, you have to work towards that with the Sturm and the Drang, so you have to pair it with the specific sidearm and get the kills and swap between them to actually get that to work. And yeah, I mean, cool guy was saying like the adaptive frame pulse rifles, you've got the aggressive pulse rifles like uh, the Messenger, and then you've got Grid Skipper, the, the 540 RPM uh, pulse rifles that should be brought back up into the meta now. I mean, they're really good now, but they, they might dominate going forward, which is why then Bungie are then saying, well, we might look at something at the beginning of next season and then mid season. So your favorite weapon that you kind of pick up after this may not be your favorite weapon at the end of season 15 what's um, what's the uh the pulse rifle you get from trials that really good one messenger messenger oh you said the messenger okay yeah, yeah. I... but they did oh i did, did say one one that is kind of flying under the radar at the mm -hmm. moment which is amazing is the no time to explain which is the exotic pulse rifle which gives you the little orbs doesn't it on oh yeah every time you get yeah. a hit it generates that like little orb in in midair well it was good before the 120s came yeah, out yeah it's though. good that before the, yeah 
So if the and 120s are going to go he's away, he's still flying under the radar. So yeah. maybe one to kind of look out for. And then again, you, you've got things like the Chaperone. Lord of Wolves apparently is doing quite well, even in like trials. Really? People are, are using that now. Um, Duality, which is your slug yeah. shotgun that right. if you zoom in, it's a slug one. If you use it hip fire, it, it's the pellet spread one. And then you've got Bastion that might come back up into the meta. So yeah. Go for that. Yeah. I mean, I know they're just taking it down, but then if they're nerfing the shotguns, you've got that one hit potential again with the, the Bastion. Yeah. So hmm. what are the changes they're making to some of these perks? Who wants to cover that? You can. I might, because I'm falling asleep, yeah. So we have a few changes coming to some perks. Drop mag can no longer roll on new drops of weapons. Thank you. In it, and for existing weapons, it will have its functionality changed at a later date. What there is a change. <laughs> thank you. I, 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 I never use drop mag. Why oh, would you? I love drop mag. You lose all those rounds in that magazine. You know what I'm saying? Reload. I mean... But you run out of ammo way faster. And I understand for PvP that might be a good thing, because if you die, you get more ammo anyway. But in a PvE scenario, that is a terrible part, man. Hate that. Yeah. Um, then use it in PvE a... then. Well, yeah. There's a change coming next season that requires adjusting this and some perks with similar functionality. Functionality, period. More on that later. Uh, Pulse Monitor fixed an issue where the handling bonus was no longer applying. Rewind round. That is the hardest thing to say quickly. Like, like I, I don't know if it's just me, but it's also it was also Fallout, right? He called it We Wind Wounds. And, I, dude, I'm there with him. Because if you try to say it in any kind of speed, it's going to come out with a W. That, that, those two words in conjunction behind each other are so difficult to say quickly. So, re, Rewind Rounds is fixed an issue where the perk would no longer trigger if the last shot in the magazine missed. Thank God. Or if the player reloaded another weapon before firing... The final shot. Thank you, Bungo. Reservoir burst. Here we go. Uh, we've seen the complaints that the detonation on kills doesn't feel that reliable or impactful. So this has been updated with the same consistency and speed fix as Dragonfly. I dig it. I love it. Anyway, two exotics will get some tuning. Dead man's tail. That's what I was talking about is dominant on mouse and keyboard and receives frequent critical feedback from players in the crucible and is strong but not worryingly so on controller we're keeping the fast firing hip which we believe is the key to the feel of the weapon but with the bleh, but with this change it will no longer have ads levels of damage which is dumb because it's part of the damn perk uh ADS levels of damage fall off while hip firing. And also, it will be subject to fall off much closer. Again, also dumb. The one scout rifle that was actually doing well, they've nerfed it. It will also require better aim to land hits while hip firing. We're deliberately only lightly touching ease of use in this change with the goal of not making it harder to use on controller. So what are they doing to it? They're nerfing it. Removed hip fire damage fall off scaler was 1.8 to match the zoom. 
Aim assist cone angle hip scaler reduced from 1.5 to 1.2. Thank you, Bungo. The I honestly don't rifle. know what that means. I mean, they've re removed the hip fire damage. And it was they removed the they hip fire actually... damage fall off scaler. So what it was is the hip fire damage, whenever you were hip firing, it's giving you the same damage as though you were ADS. Which makes sense, right? That's the part of the exotic perk. Right. So what they've done is they've reduced that down to one. Uh, no, they haven't said what they've reduced it down to. It says well, it's one point eight to match the zoom. Right, but now since there's no zoom, you don't get that same damage fall off. So, mm. uh, if previously you were killing somebody at uh, let's say twenty eight meters with three shots, well, if you hit fire it, now it's going to take four or five shots to get that same kill at that same range, right? Because yeah. the damage fall off is not the zoomed in version. And the Amos's cone angle hip scaler has reduced from 1.5 to 1.2. So, so is that meters, I guess? Yeah. So it just, it's, it's a bit like the shotguns. They put in the. No, no, range. not meters. Not meters. No, that's. that's it's, it's a measurement for the cone. That's the degree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know how on your weapon you have the main circle on the outside and the tiny circle on the inside? The tiny yeah. circle on the inside is the aim assist circle, right? Mm -hmm. So what they've basically done is they've made that tiny circle bigger. Okay. So so you don't have as much aim assist. Oh, no, they've made it smaller. Yeah, they've made it smaller, so you don't have as okay. much aim assist. Uh, Sleeper Simulant didn't receive any custom tuning when we updated linear fusion rifles. But... Because it has a much higher body damage than other LFRs, it didn't benefit as much as intended from the global buff to precision damage scalers. Sleeper will now be the clear winner for single shot linear fusion rifle damage, edge out all the other LFRs for burst damage, and largely match others for total damage for reserves. Also note that Sleeper's penalty for hitting the body rather than the head is much lower giving it an edge in the real-world damage. So, yeah. I don't know if it's going to out-damage rocket launchers or Anarchy or whatnot, although Anarchy's about to get nerfed, whatever, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, fixed an issue where the Sleeper Simulant was benefiting less than other LFRs from the Season of the Splicer Precision Damage buff, and now the total buff is 16.5 compared to 15% buff other LFRs received. Well, that was good, because there was a lot of people saying that they were unhappy with the Super Simulant, weren't they? That it didn't yeah. get yeah. that buff that the others were getting. So, yeah. so imagine the sleeper getting out-damaged by a legendary. <laughs> yeah. Lol. Yeah. Anyway. One thing, I, uh, one thing I did want to throw out there, though, about Dead Man's Tail, I think yeah. that the main yeah. issue came from the Catalyst, because the Catalyst Possibly, made it yeah. where you could hip-fire just like a monster. Yeah, and that's the point of it, dude. You have an exotic that you can't sight in, which is already hard for some of us to do, right? And, dude, it's it, it, it's the freaking, it's the last word in, in scout rifle form. And that's what made it great. Yeah. You know? But I think and then the, the problem it. is that where they're saying that it's on keyboard and mouse on PC, it's a lot easier, you know, to get those headshot kills. I mean, yeah. comparably to what it is on controller. And what I don't want to happen is for that weapon to change significantly whilst me using it on a console. So to the point that I just don't want to use it anymore. 
don't want to be changed how it works at all. Oh, I mean, they don't use it that all. much in Crucible. But you'd are you, be surprised. Are you in PvE activities? Oh, you'd be surprised how much they use it in Crucible, dude. No, no, I it's... know they're using Crucible, and I've been killed by it in Crucible, but <laughs> not as much as a lot of people have been complaining on PC side. Yeah, well, I mean, on PC, it's still not better than these 120 RPM hand cannons, but it's a competitor if you don't have a good 120 mm-hmm. roll. So. so the near future, they've got more changes than usual for the season coming up in Season 15. Some as follows to the above, and others that were too large for the mid-season. Here's a preview of some of the changes. Of course, expect a new batch of weapons and perks, as we always get. So fusion rifles, they've been waiting to tackle subfamilies differently for a while, so planning on a large rework for fusion rifles. Changes to fusion rifle perks and mods, and custom tuning for most exotic fusion rifles. And is Vex Smith the class a fusion rifle? Let's say yes. I mean, they did say recently that that was something that was underperforming from what... Yeah. when it initially dropped so hopefully yeah that gets and hopefully don't touch yotan please don't touch my yotan I oh my yotan. i finally finally got the exotic uh that breaks all other actually the exotic that breaks the game i finally got its catalyst and it catalyst is of... glorious yes <laughs> dude <laughs> catalyst Breach, is amazing i love it Breach grenade launchers. With the above shotgun changes, we expect other special weapons to increase in usage and believe that grenade launchers have the potential to become more frustrating to play against as they become even slightly more common. So they're planning a small change that specifically touches priming and cleaning up targets. Scout rifles and hand cannons in PvE. Players have wanted these to be a bit more efficient in PvE activities for some time. So they've found that a minor enemies in high-end content take too many shots to kill with these weapons so yep. they're looking at those machine guns in pve uh, through playtests and player feedback they found that they're not doing their intended job well enough so they're planning on a noticeable change for season 15 the special animal economy particularly in pvp while the changes above to shotguns should help tone down the aggressive frames a bit we've got a couple of small changes planned that should reduce the amount of special ammo floating around to a degree and have further changes in mind if they're needed I hope we kind of don't go back to that meta of you have to run and get pick up the green box because that was frustrating. Maybe, I, th- I think, I can't remember if I've heard this somewhere else, a shorter period of you time like, for those green like ammo boxes. on the side boxes of a wall? On... Is that what yeah, about? in Destiny 1, there was like green ammo yeah, boxes. Yeah, I know what you're talking like about. Had... But we're yeah. not going to have that. I'm thinking they're just probably going to nerf the amount of ammo you get from the green box or nerf the, the mods that increase ammo recovery from the green box to PvP. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, hopefully in PvP they, they nerf that. Only, you know. only PvP. Uh, but, yes. Well, I hope they tune it for certain weapons because getting like the amount of like trace rifle ammo was definitely needed for the trace rifles. Where you, you picked up a brick before and it only gave you like twenty ammo, and if you had the yeah. double binder on, if you could get like I think it ran with the auto rifles, it would only give you like forty. It was it was hardly anything. So as long as they specifically tune it for each weapon type. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, where are we? Anarchy, Anarchy does way too much damage. Has done too much for too long. B.
There is a whole respawn rant that we've just cut out that you are not privy to because there were too many dolphins and too many wolves, too many animals were harmed in the making of this respawn rant. So we're just going to skip over that. Just know that Anarchy, the exotic grenade launcher from the Scourge of the Past raid, which takes a lot of time to get, or a lot of spoils to get now, is being changed. And respawn is angry and upset about it. And when they cover it, we'll cover it. Yeah. I was actually so, appalled by some of the things that Respawn said, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it was scary. I was yeah. mad. I am mad. It's, it, they shouldn't be touching my anarchy. I'm, I'm with him, though. I mean, everything he said, except for, you know, the, the harming of certain things. But, you know. Yeah. So the exotic primary. So we want to give players more reasons to use exotic primary weapons at high-end PvE content and have a change coming to help with this. And there's more in the distant future. So this is the mid-season 15. They're going to keep a closer eye on special weapons. Um, and again, as we said, these are things like if they need to make adjustments Thank you. from the first patch. Thank you! They also want to keep a close eye on feedback with the exotic weapons and yeah. which weapons are under or overperforming. They have some tweaks planned in the next couple of weeks and in season 15 and beyond that should shake things up. Note that they have specifically looked at Catalyst as a way to buff underused exotics, for example, um, Trinity Ghoul and Deathbringer. So, yeah. But where's my Le Monarque? I need a Le Monarque one. Please. <laughs> and that's it. That's the, the, the long and short of it. And I now hand back over to Parody, I mean, Hazel, to tell you about what would, other patch note previous. What would you do to a Le Monarque, though? I'd make it overpowered no okay no honestly speaking if you had a catalyst for the monarch right so the catalyst for the for the uh trinity ghoul makes sense right instead of just getting you know the perk back on a kill i mean there, are, know, there are many things that you could do with, you could do with the monarch but maybe something yeah, but, but you specifically okay. what would you do that would be within the realm of something bungie would consider one off the top of my head at the moment if i could do it is you know when you get a headshot and you mm. get the damage tick and that person then then dies because it's yeah you've got you you've used the the bow at its primary opportunity you've got that headshot they're dead maybe an area of effect maybe that it leaves a, a small area of effect it doesn't necessarily kill the person that's standing next to them but it does some damage to them so it gives you the potential but there is an aoe effect it just it doesn't linger yeah maybe a, know, a slight linger it. or a bigger area so that it gives you the potential to then maybe get another shot off and kill that person. But then if you don't headshot them, you don't get the area of effect. You still get the damage tick and them killing, dying, sorry. Maybe that kind of thing. So overall increase the effectiveness of the poison. Yeah, because I think if you do anything else to that bow, I mean, you could shorten the timer, or, I mean, extend the timer for you to hold it in the position. But you can one shot it right now with a headshot, right? Yeah, but the you have to shoot it after three seconds to get the one shot headshot kill potential. Unless you're using Oath Keepers on Hunter. Right. All right. I see. Okay. I was thinking more along the lines of nothing. I had nothing. I'm not even going to pretend. Also, I had it and then it went. As soon as you've kind so. of derailed it again, I just wanted to quick uh, throw something out there to you guys. These 120 hand cannons yeah. that they're nerfing. Now, Something that they they haven't said or they haven't touched are the perks on these 120 hand cannons. Now, there are a couple of hand cannons that I run with, with my Le Monarch build. 
since we're talking about that. So I've got a true prophecy that has a timed payload and it has opening shot. So <laughs> with time payload, that doesn't fall it doesn't get the damage fall off. And if you do get the hit, yeah, it, it does the, the damage tick afterwards. And I think it's the same for the explosive payload. You're not hampered by the range fall off. So right. my Le Monarch the, build the weapon, would still work the, weapon... the way that I'm using it, getting the Le Monarch hit first yeah. and then cleaning up with the hand cannon. The the let's be clear here. The explosive damage has no damage fall off. The weapon bullet damage does have a damage fall off. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if I'm still yeah. using it with my Le Monarch build, I only use that because it gives. If I don't clean them up with the initial first hit, the explosive payload or the time payload gets them with the ex the second explosion. So I'm I'm saying that that would still be viable for that kind of build or maybe just add a timed payload to the luminarch leave it as it is but no just i'm talking about the hand anyway i know i know but like i'd be cool for the Lumonarch. Right. you know you tag him you get that initial poison burst and then a secondary burst after the fact if you get a headshot that'd be cool so over to parody okay so for another patch note preview. hazel go on parody okay. he means you <laughs> parody is you okay I, I can't get my voice that deep though so it's fine, oh, I can great. do it in post. <laughs> Alongside the Sandbox update, we have a slew of bug fixes going out with the D2 update 3.2.1. Here's a quick list of some of the high priority changes to expect next Tuesday when the patch hits your hard drive. Expunge sticks. Fixed an issue where Code Strider platform over the boss would fail to have collision um, in certain circumstances, like all the time for me. Um, Tartarus yeah. fixed an issue where a Code Strider platform would fail to have collision in certain circumstances, always for me. And fixed an issue where defeating the boss um, before the second immunity phase would block mission completion. Same thing for me. They they haven't touched the the trap the the cannons, the stupid cannons that kill you if you walk up behind it. No. Anyway, that's never happened to me, dude. I don't. Well, I think it happened once. I think it happened once, but I'm still gonna go say I don't think it's ever happened to me. That sounds very specifically like a that Titan sounds problem. like a you problem. Happened to it's me. happened to you in parody. Yeah. Sounds like a... yeah. There you go. Yes. Did it happen to you? I think On I, I think I was reloading. I think oh. I can actually time it. So like if you reload while you're like in like the air before you hit, that's what kills you. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Strikes, Inverted Spire, fixed an issue where players who died in the drill area could have their ghost appear far hey. back in the strike. The ghosts now appear um, at a set safe location in the drill area. Momentum Control, decreased trace rifle damage in Momentum Control. Oof. Sorry there. Sorry, Night Demon. That's fine. Eh, dev note, while we know trace rifles are too hot, we also are aware that some players are greatly enjoying laser tag and momentum right now. With that in mind, we're starting out with a small change to see how that feels before taking another pass. So, uh, gameplay. Fixed an issue in which slow, um, slow duration with Withering Blade did not increase with uh, Whisper of Durance uh, Fragment equipped. Fixed an issue in which Stormcaller Warlocks were unable to use Iconic Blink or Ionic Blink uh, while slowed by Stasis. Fixed an issue in which Diamond Lance could be generated by throwing a Glacier Grenade into a pile of Telesto projectiles. <laughs> Game breaking! Yeah. 
thank you for uh thank you to cheese forever for that video that was right? fantastic I uh, fixed, uh, fixed a few bugs in which um, abilities were not properly costing uh, Sentinel Shield energy when guarding. Celestial Fire, Withering Blade, Shiver Strike, Glacial Quake, Silence and Squall. So. And then stay tuned to Bungie.net for a full list of patch notes expected to go live around 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Tuesday. And unfortunately, we won't have Hazel back next week to go through those. It may just be me and Respawn, uh, or another guest. So, Hazel, we have a patch to prepare for, don't we? Ah, yes, we do. Um, here's my patented line of um, stuff is broken. Nice. And they'll fix it eventually. No, no, this isn't the stuff that's broken. This is the, the patch for the solstice. Oh, this is the preparing for the patch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm this, sorry. Is, this is preparing for stuff to you be You can't broken. bring that stick over here. Keep that stick in your own podcast. Ooh. Okay, okay. So, um, all of the patch notes above are almost ready to be installed. Just a few days stand between us and the update 3.2.1. Player support has full details on what to expect. This is their report. So, uh, the timeline on Tuesday, July 6th, will undergo maintenance in preparation for the update. Below is a timeline for the events. Here we go. Uh, sometimes may be subject to change during this maintenance period. 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, 1600 UTC, maintenance begins. 9.45, players will be removed from activities. Destiny 2 is brought offline. 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, update 3.2.1 will be available across all platforms and regions. Players will be able to log back in to Destiny 2. 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, Destiny 2 maintenance is expected to conclude. Yeah, and take that with a grain of salt. Take that with the whole salt pot, because mainly when they push these patches, we have to wait several hours afterwards. The APIs are down, so all your, yeah. you know, everything that you're kind of looking at, your Destiny item managers, your little lights, whatever, will also be down as well in this time. So, yep. I think the last patch that they pushed, there was an issue, wasn't there? And it was down for several hours. So just be aware that this could not be the time frame. Sometimes it is, but just be aware it might not be. Yeah, sometimes it is. I mean, you know, but also sometimes it's down for a couple hours. Yeah. Yep. So below are some issues that will be resolved with um, 3.2.1. Uh, resolved the issue causing players on PlayStation consoles to receive persistent Beagle errors. So that's the one that makes people have to uninstall and reinstall. <laughs> what? Beagles and Eagles. <laughs> yes. Dang on, oh. I didn't know that it was that bad. Nobody ever said that before. Oh, oh wow. what? You had to uninstall when you got a Beagle? Yeah. Dang on. He doesn't yep. listen to his that's... own show. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um assassin's cowl will no longer clip uh through a majority of hunter cloaks and gunsmith weapons will no longer be missing masterwork slots nice uh also uh armor with glows will properly display their glow when transmogged over um another armor set that has glows mm-hmm Except the Solstice ones, because Solstice clothes are broken forever. The 2018 one. Yeah. 
yeah, because nobody nobody paid money for that like me. Um, I I think that's the only complete set I have too is 2018, if I if I remember correctly. Definitely not last year. So yeah, I think 2018. Whatever. Continue. Bungie Store beta delay. In last week's PSR, we announced that the new Bungie Store beta would be rolling out beginning of January, or I'm sorry, July. However, this launch has been delayed later uh, until later in the month. We will provide updates on the new beta launch date as it becomes available. Solstice of Heroes 2021 um, begins on July 6th at weekly reset and will run until August 3rd. For event information and a list of known issues, I love how they keep throwing that out there. Uh, we players can be, yep, players can be updated um, at the Solstice of Hero guide in the show notes. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Now here's the known issues. Um, <laughs> More known issues. Where stuff's broken. <laughs> yeah. Th th these are known issues aside from the Solstice known issues. Yeah. So these are other known issues that are not fixed yet. So this is the stuff's broken and, uh, you know, they're going to fix it eventually. Players who die at the same time as they defeat the boss in the expunge mission will respawn, uh, sticks mission will respawn outside of the area, unable to claim their rewards. This happened to me. I love it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, insight Rover Hunter, uh, vest has a slight texture overlap. Mm -hmm. And emblems appear off-center when inspecting a players, uh, inspecting players while using an ultra-wide monitor. And crucible problems. Recruit... Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to know the person that found that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I won't say anything disparaging about those people. But anyway, um, crucible weekly challenges may occasionally not gain progress from completed matches. That's a big one. That's awesome. Yeah. And then for a full list of emergent issues in Destiny 2. As parody in two weeks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he has it all. He knows it all. He does. Yeah. Myself, um, I never read this section because we all know stuff's broken. So, you know, it's okay, though. There we are. Go to the Known Issues article. Thank you very much. Parody. Yeah. And there's also some... Movies of the week, some art of the week. Um, if yes, you want to check the out the twelve, awesome. we will link that in the show notes. Mountaintop is still apparently good for grandmaster content. <laughs> what? Respawn. Love it. What? Why don't you give us a bit more information in your report roundup? Start, start right here. Cool. Bam. Ass across. Replies to uh, DMG says, wait. Wasn't Boots of the Assembler supposed to be a part of next week's changes? DMG says, full patch notes next week. And yeah, that's in there. So, okay. That was one with all the orbs generating, wasn't it? The new ones for the Warlocks. I guess, but it just, it feels like you should take a drink there. And you know what? If there's a hint of it, just take a damn drink. How about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, from the patch notes, uh, who is this? DMG says, yep, from the patch notes article going live next Tuesday, uh, created universal ornaments for previous Sosas of Heroes armor sets. Those ornaments will be available for players who obtained glows for that armor piece 
in 2018 and or 2019. They will be unlocked for all three classes. Their glow color will change to match the player's subclass. Note, with limited development time, the team was able to get these ornaments together for players who owned the glows in the previous years. They may return for new players to purchase with silver or bright dust in the future, but not this year. I love how you say, oh, with limited development. Man, you should have fixed it when it was broken. Get out of here. GMG replies to this. Any news on 2018, 2019 Social Heroes Glows? That was he was replying. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pete at Silent Pete 318 says, just to clarify, the time lost weapon only drops from completing whatever the challenge mode is for the week. So that means we can get three drops, not counting the spoils chest? DMG says, yep, one per character per week, only from doing challenge at master difficulty. Bam. Wow, that's hard for me to read. Uh, Potato Jim, I think that says. Yeah. Don't forget to stock up on these boys for next week. When the moon weapons come back, you might find that you can't pick up some of the quests at the lectum. And it can say only can hold one at a time. It's because they're here in the tower. Where'd you look at that? Yeah, I still the, have a couple of next to over. next to the postmaster, there's that other kiosk, isn't there, for picking up old missions? And I didn't realise this. So I'm glad that Potato Jim found this. That you have to pick them back up from that quest tab and not on the moon. Uh, DMG, if you ever want to participate in user research surveys and such, make sure to check out the box at bungie.net and provide a valid email address. Uh, he's replying to Kimber Prime, who said, I didn't know this was a thing until now. It turns out this box wasn't ticked to me. Thanks for the heads up. And showed a screenshot. Um, Damage says, where do I find this? Head to bungie.net on a browser. Sign in. Check your profile icon at the top right of the screen. Head to the settings. Go to the email and SMS page. Click appropriate boxes and save. Shakalaka. Bam. Destiny news is coming at you. Gunsmith Masterwork bugs fix. Gun- Gunsmith Masterwork bug fix will not add a Masterwork slot to already acquired Gunsmith weapons. Damn. So if your Gunsmith weapon has no Masterwork slot right now, it's gonna stay that way. And this is replying to what DMG said about following up on a fix. That's the news. Bungie has confirmed that Adept mods will not drop from Vault of Glass Master Raid. Only the weapons, not the mods. These mods can be unlocked from flawless trials of Osiris Chest and Grandmaster Nightfalls. So, you have to go to point A to get the weapon, point B <laughs> to get the mod. That's awesome! Wait, no it's not. Bungie, fix your broke-ass game. Destiny news. Starting next Tuesday, Gunsmith won't be selling weapons without Masterworks. Bungie's planning to fix for this in season 15. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, actually, hey, we're going we're gonna to drop adept weapons, but not a drop mods. It upsets you. I don't think so. He doesn't sound that upset. <laughs> it's, just, it's, so, it's so stupid, though, man. It is. Like, as, as a developer... Like, at what point in time did you think it was a good idea to have somebody go into really difficult, you oh, know, that's upsetting, yeah. activity A to get 
the weapon, but then go to really difficult activity B to get the mod for said weapon, when other master difficulties give you both the adept weapon and the adept mods in the same activity. No idea. For those wondering, you can, in fact, equip adept mods on the time-loss weapon. Uh, playing enough gamut to reset my infamy is bad enough, but only getting 30 points for a loss on a 15,000-point grind is ludicrous. Agreed. Edit. Uh, I just had really bad streak of games where I lost four times in a row so far. If it wasn't for triple XP infamy, I would have only gotten 120 points towards 15,000. Technically, it's supposed to be done over a season, not a week. So that's your first problem. And secondly, DMG says, as you called out in one of your edits, team is aware of discrepancies between Valor and Infamy and actively working to address them in Season 14. They did a bunch of back-end work to make the changes possible. We'll have details in the future 12 what to expect outside the Infamy team. was also looking at other points of feedback around Gabbit. Yep. As I said in the process today, there aren't any major changes planned for Gambit in the short term. Team would like to make improvements to the mode over time. And while we have a lot of feedback, look at the already always happily to pass up some more. Take a drink. Destiny News says another update on Gambit and Infamy and Destiny Team. More details coming in future 12. <gasps> okay. Okay, we're good. A lot of drinking. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, well, that's it. We're good. We're done, though. That, that, that. you're, you're done, so for that. Cool. Done, so for that. What is this clan focus? Oh, we got a clan focus. Clan focus. I'll go yes. and do that too. So, clan... Hazel, I was gonna say, Hazel can do look. We're employing this guy, we might as well get him to do you know. No, clan focus lifting. is my gig. All right, okay. Hazel, what to disrespect you, but I got the, I got the clan focus. I right? okay, so this is a clan. These guys, man. these guys reached out to us. No, and, they didn't, and they need to be excited. They didn't, and 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 they didn't reach out. They didn't, they didn't really. This was, this was a clan that I found on Reddit that posted that they wanted to get some new players. And they've got literally got a, like a huge community. They've got a Discord that you kind of. They've even got a uh, a website that you can kind of click on and go on a profile. And they've got like eight hundred members across all platforms. And I thought this would be amazing to kind of promote because oh, well, they, they look very positive. Really and you know no, they don't good. want they they I'm won't enough people. <laughs> they won't tolerate toxicity in their clan. Um, oh, well, they were definitely will, not focusing on. Neither will any form here. of discrimination will be tolerated. No. So. They just want everybody to enjoy the game. So I thought it'd be a really good one to promote. So go for it. First of all, how can you enjoy the game if you can't mess with your clan mates? Well, you can mess with your clan mates, but just don't be toxic and don't be discriminatory. Half the, stuff we, half the stuff we say to each other is discriminatory. What are you talking about? Clan <laughs> uh, focus. I mean, seriously. Clan focus. Hello, good. Uh, if you're friends with somebody, just... Yeah, just Think read the clan focus. Half an hour, I we said. you say things. <laughs> Whatever. Hello, Guardians. My name is Link God, and I'm a captain for Destiny 2 with Winter Clan. Uh, Winter Clan is always looking for new members to expand on a large Destiny 2 community on PC with over 800 active members. We also have a large Xbox, PlayStation, and Stadia branches. Stadia? Really? Mm -hmm. Really, really? Um, so if you use CrossSave, we have you covered. There's always someone looking to group up and run activities. You won't struggle to find others to play with here. Winter is dedicated to a fun and enjoyable atmosphere where players of all skill levels can take part in official winter events like raids, PvP, gambits, nightfalls, exotic quests, custom events, and tournaments run by our leadership group. 
All that we ask from you is that you abide by our rules. Fair enough. We have access to Discord and over six, and you have to be over 16. Also, fair enough. Toxicity will not be tolerated. You suck in our clan. You still suck. Neither will any form of discrimination. You double suck. We're all about having make sure everyone is having fun. That's cool. We do not have any rules on how active you must be. So whether you're a casual gamer parody or a 24-7 kind of gamer like Demon, we are all welcome. Oh, look at that. To join, simply follow these steps. I'm not reading them to you. He'll put them in the notes. Once you're a part of the Discord, notes. drop mention to one of our Destiny lieutenants and we'll verify and accept your application to the clan. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM through Discord or simply reply to this post out behind the curtains. <laughs> That's better um, than it looks. What we spawn dies there at the end. <laughs> um, normally, this is the point of the show where we go over some tips, tricks, guides, and builds. But seeing as we've got Solstice coming along, I thought I'd just kind of put some of the videos that I've collated over the last couple of years on how to upgrade your armor from cheese forever. And he's got some tips on warlocks, Titans, hunters, and you know, how to upgrade those over the last couple of years. So they may be relevant for this year. So if you've got some time on your hands, have a look at them. There are also some other solstice guys that I'll include. There is a couple of DPJ ones on how to get 200 hunter void grenade kills in five minutes. Cause that was one of the requirements last year. 300 Titan solar weapon kills and fallen kills in five minutes. And another one was 300 Titan solar melee kills fast and easy. Uh, there are also a couple of other good ones. Laser Bolt put out an EAZ chest location. So if you are new to the EAZ this year, there are some chest location maps where they all were. Um, and then Fallout did an EAZ chest route. So this was kind of how to plan if you're going with the team how to efficiently go and collect all the chests because sometimes you kind of miss out one or two because you don't know where the locations are. And then Asacross did a really cool uh, Solstice 2020 guide, which would probably be quite relevant for some of the aspects of unlocking the armor this year um, if it's kind of copy and paste. So have a look at that one. Also, just briefly, there was a hint, uh, I think somewhere in the database or something a couple of weeks back, about a hidden cat statue that was in the EAZ. Now, this has been there for yes. the last couple of years. And I don't know what it was. Somebody's data mined something about feeding this cat. And it may tie into the Dreaming City things. I think it was rice cakes. Was it rice cakes on the Dreaming Tiny City? rice cakes, yeah. Yeah. You had to feed the, the cat statues rice cakes to get weapon drops. And there was a triumph tied to this. Now, this cat statue has been hidden under the EAZ for the last three years. And potentially this time around, you should be able to get to it normally. And there may be an achievement or a triumph tied to this. So with that in mind, I went back and had a look last year because Froggy, our friend of the show, Froggy61815725, did a video on how where, where the location was and how to get it's there. Name, Frog. I really do, dude. And it was I kind know of what it means, but it's still ridiculous. It, at the time in the last couple of years you kind of had to glitch through via your sparrow so hopefully this right. year it may the grate actually might be open for you actually to get in there so i thought if you want to know the location of this hidden cat statue that may or may not tie to a triumph that would be there for you um i'll also link the twelve video that cool guy andrewski did going over the patch notes because they did a little bit more kind of in depth over what the hand cannons and all these changes are and with the shotguns as well, which was quite interesting. It's a, that's an hour long, so it's definitely not, not Deacon approved. And then finally, the YouTuber above, 
as we clarified earlier on the show. <laughs> His did name a really is above, cool above is the name that he's chosen yeah. to use. Yes. <laughs> did a really cool video where I don't think he in his video he says he's not sure a lot of people realize this. But on the raid gear that you can get from Vault of Glass, and this mod does stack with all of the raid gear, and I think it was on a void. You'd have to watch the video just to, for clarification. But let's go with void for now. There is a mod on the void gear for the Vault of Glass that you can equip that is called Superstructure Defender. And this uh -huh. gives a chance to debuff high-powered combatants whilst defending plates or confluxes. And he said what a lot of people that he thinks that, you know, a lot of people don't know is that you can equip this to debuff Atheon. If you stand on the plates behind the portals where you know you have to open them, that counts as that defending a plate. So you can stand on that. And if you use breach and clear as well and anarchy, you can one phase Atheon with no trouble. And this uh, superstructure defender is one that you can kind of pick up um, from just completing the raid and equip to all of your armor. And it does stack, but it gives you a high. Buzz! Buzz, I got a strat! Buzz! It gives you a high chance <laughs> at debuffing the enemy. And apparently it does stack with divinity, uh, breach and clear, and other debuffs as well. So it's worth a try, especially mm. seeing as we've got the master version coming out next week. And I'll link that in the show notes. And I've already linked it to Fuzz. I've put it in his chat, so he should be aware it? of it. Yes. Nice. It was the, he was the first person I sent it to. Good job. Uh, and that's it for my tips, tricks, guides, and builds. Hazel, would you like to promote your show before you disappear? Yeah. Yeah. What's from podcast? I do you have a podcast? Hold on. Who are you? Um. Yeah, I do actually have a podcast, and. Uh, my co-host, Gator, and I, we welcome anyone to go to guardian underscore down underscore cast. I think that's their... Sounds similar. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> guardian downcast as our website dot com. Yeah. Um, yeah, go there to check us out. You can listen to episodes from there. You can join our Discord. All that good shenanigans. So, um, yeah. Can people contact and, you via uh, like Twitter or... or... There was an email and things like that and speak pipes, isn't there? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have tons of stuff. Um, that's all in our Discord. I I don't get paid enough to remember all that. Oh. So <laughs> I will so, link um... I'll link their Discord stuff in the show notes if anybody wants to click on it. Aww. If you guys Aww. don't know about them, you should know by now because we we've been teaming up for quite some time. But, yes. And um if you want to reach me, um I'm on Xbox and PC occasionally. Um, PlayStation even less now, <laughs> but um, it's uh, Hazel NT anywhere and everywhere. Cool. Well, thank you very even much for joining us and filling yeah. in for Parody. I know they they were very big shoes to fill because he's a very tall man. So I'm guessing that he's got very big yeah. feet to go along with that. But you've done really well. Thank you very much for that. I, I thank you. Yes, he he sent me his shoes just for this. So, oh. Respawn, have you got anything to add? Yeah. Deuces. No. We haven't done the end. I've got to read the ending. Because well, he's that's, not that's here. I hate it when I have to do the ending. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So, so thank you for joining you us this just, week. Yep. It's two Titans and a Hunter. We have yep. an email. No, no, no. There it is. Shh. We have a Twitter. Right. Right You're there. being muted. Chaos. The Titans of this ensemble are myself, Night Demon, and the missing in action for two weeks. Two weeks. 
parody. Your hunter is your leader of the respawn army, Mr. No One Respawns in Real Life. Our law scribe, trapped in an endless night of worry, is not Arth. Your guest speaker this week has been King Hazel of the Nuts. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. We are on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find us on Facebook at two titans and a hunter. Find your favourite guardians on Xbox Live, respawn on PC. I'm not on Stadia. Sometimes I'm on PC when I can get frames. Watch the show on YouTube because uh, I do some recording of that and put it on YouTube so you to listen to on the podcast. Uh, you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold, dealed, shared, anything really. So I leave you wondering if this has been all the information that we could have given you for Solstice of Heroes, or could I have given you more? Say goodbye, guys. Deuces. Bye. Guys. Bye.